everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit, lit, lit gaming, gaming, gaming Arena. Arena. Now, more epic than ever before! Let's get to it! Well, welcome back to the LGA cast, episode 35? 36, I think. No, 35, or episode 35. Not powered by game fuel because the gas station was out of game fuel again. So we got the backup here, Midnight Grape of the uh, Kickstart variety. It's good stuff. It's good stuff, but it's not game fuel. Got a problem with that. I think that's like the only one that I like the flavor of. It's the grape. One. I like them all. I like all, I like all the the Kickstart varieties. Oh, and sometimes I forget to do this, but uh, I'm Marcus. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> I'm joined by Justin and uh, Frost. Uh, hey. Yeah. So, so yeah, sorry, that's everybody. Us. Yep. I, Marcus, fucking. If you're up a first time <laughs> listener, I'm, I apologize. Uh, I. It's normally not like this. What kind of of barbarian, like, starts listening to a podcast smack dib in the middle? Me. A lot of people, actually. Really? Yeah. Sorry. I I usually just pick up the... Well, I mean... I listen to the most current, see if I like it, and then I'll go into the backlog. Yeah. Depending on what it is. I thought everybody just started at episode one when they picked something up. No, because, like, not everybody is, like, crazy, but... Cause like, if it's a political based cast, you like, there's no point in going back and listening to old episodes. You'd be like, not even like, know the political climate at the time or care about the news. Like I'm a crazy person. I went all the way back to episode one for Harmertown when it was like 400 episodes deep. Yeah, like, see, no, that's, no sane person's gonna do that. That's crazy. Like, or I mean, depends on. See if it's a news type cast. Yeah. You there's might other as well podcasts that were. Current, there's other podcast. Like one one podcast was like 600 episodes deep, and I went all the way back. Yeah, so we got uh, the I don't know we with social media, social media we have social media stuff. My brain's a little fried. I've, I'm still coughing like a maniac. Um, but yeah, so follow us on Twitter, Instagram. I, well, I mean maybe Instagram. I haven't updated Instagram in forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, Twitter has been a lot more beneficial, so I've been spending a lot more time on Twitter, especially with the uh, alternate reality radio slash next wave group we have going on we got a lot of big things planned for that so uh lots, lots of good stuff happening um also did i mention facebook well fuck facebook too they banned me <laughs> <laughs> follow us on twitter that's all Just, i care about it. anymore <laughs> see We're, so we are our, the, we are at the other places media segment it it was it's it's just Twitter. Just, just go to Twitter. It's the best. It's the best social media. Um, I'm not banned there, so every, everything <laughs> works. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Also, go to our website, lickgamingrena.com. Uh, join our Discord. Oh, uh, I want to mention first too. I do have a, I do have a curated list of podcasts for the alternate reality radio slash next wave people on a website called Podchaser. And uh, Podchaser is billed as uh, sort of like an IMDB, but for podcasts. So um, you can enter like host information, like names, pictures and whatnot. And like, uh, if there's like a guest on a certain episode, you can like list that on 
on an episode. Uh, but you can rate and review, and we have, and obviously there's a list there. And our list is number two most liked list on the whole website. It's a newer website, um, so that explains why we're number two, because <laughs> the big dogs haven't discovered it yet. So, um, but yeah, so we're number two, working our way up to number one, maybe. I'd like to get to number one. Um, but all you have to do is you just go to podchaser.com, sign up for a profile, search for the search for alternate reality radio list, and uh, just give that a smash the heart button on that. And uh, that would help us all out because it'll give us, as a group, more visibility for all the podcasts we have on the list. So that would be awesome. I love Podchaser, and I hope that they do do well because um the service has been really good so far i hope they haven't they don't have an app yet i hope there's an app coming soon because i hate having to open up chrome on my phone i hate using websites on my phone but like if i have to i will um so podchaser if you're listening give me that app i need an app i don't know i i think you need an app in modern day age for anything um but yeah so we should probably talk about some video games Nah, we could just talk about Podchaser some more. <laughs> hey, so do we do we, do we want to talk about what we're looking forward to first, or do we want to talk about video games first? What we're looking forward to. Where, what are you looking forward to? What I'm looking forward to. Maybe it's controversial to say. I was gonna say I'm looking forward to not getting shot at Joker. <laughs> oh my God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm looking forward to surviving my 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 Joker trip to the movie. Jokes on you! That's gonna happen next weekend. <laughs> not opening. <laughs> they weekend. changed their plans. Ah! <laughs> it's actually the last weekend. <laughs> closing week. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the movie. I really I really want to see it, but. I want to see uh, it, but I'm uh, gonna wait. I've uh, also heard it's like super unsettling, but it's supposed see, to be. So I fucking knew it. I'd what? see the. You could just tell it's gonna be really unsettling and yeah, just. I gotta, uh, I, gotta, I gotta see it. I gotta. I'm so sensitive to when content is unsettling. Unsettling. Specifically unsettling. I can handle anything else. What other movies were coming out this week? There's Adam's family. I'm going to go see that one. Shut family. up. I'm going to go see it. And then there is an abominable snowman movie coming out this week. I I, I, don't, I don't know. If, it's a Pixar movie, so it's just going to automatically win it's all the Pixar. awards. It's not Pixar? I no. thought it was Pixar. No. Oh, is it the DreamWorks, DreamWorks. one? Okay. Uh, well, maybe I'm a little more on board because it's DreamWorks. <laughs> I don't know why I kept thinking it was Pixar. I know, that's what keeps getting me, too, because it looks stupid, but I'm like, but it is DreamWorks. I should trust them. Try to support DreamWorks. Because they put out so much good... We need uh, competition in the animation space. I don't want it to only be Pixar. We need competition in the movie space, Yeah. uh, period. (laughs) Uh, Sick of Disney everything i'm well i mean you're gonna get a whole lot more disney everything because they own everything yeah i know as much as i like the marvel films and all that i kind of want some fresh blood in the mix uh yeah seriously just wait for the the next wes anderson movie oh man i fucking love wes anderson i really i've been meaning to watch that isle Um, of dogs I haven't seen that one yet. I need to see it. Yeah, you, we you would to, love it. We had that. We but uh, that one. F- with the hotel one, um, God, I can't remember the, the hotel one. Yeah. yeah, that one's good. It's something tenant bombs. No, no. It's, uh, it's like it's a one where the dudes, uh, the hotel, the the hotel 
owner. They go on this adventure. It's really whimsical. I know it's good, but I can't remember the name. Fuck, but what it, can, it, it won, it won, it won like award. every Academy Award, known to man. It's got a weird name. I don't think I've ever seen this. We have seen it, and you loved it. And it's got a hotel manager in it. They go oh, to different hotels. Oh, you're talking about, oh, I know what you're one, where they're wearing the purple outfits. Grand Budapest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. I love that movie. It's on Netflix. I need to watch it again. It's on Netflix? Fuck yes. I haven't seen it in such a long time. I've only, Okay, there's that. There's another thing I'm looking forward to this week. I gotta watch that again. It's such a good movie. Yeah, that one's my favorite one. That one's really good. That y'all, one. Y'all looking forward to any games? Any Netflix shows? Just what I've Big already been watching. Big Mouth is coming out this month. Is Big, oh. Oh, well, that's good. Isn't that the 25th? Later, yeah. No, I, I thought so. it was, oh, I thought it was earlier in the month. I don't know, but I am Maybe looking forward to it. I swear I had a two in there. Um, Yeah. I'm looking forward to some stuff. What are you looking forward to? How do you feel about John Wick? Do you like that? Do you like John Wick? I have never seen a John Wick movie. What the? F- <laughs> Just have podcast heard. is over, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. We are uh, officially disbanded. I have to call Baba Yaga on this asshole. <laughs> Bring up that joke like weekly. I know. <laughs> uh, anyway, John Wick Hex I, comes out on PC on October eighth. That game looks pretty good. I've uh, so so the reason way. I know John Wick really well is because the film Reroll did a reroll on it. <laughs> You need to just watch the entire trilogy. I know, I know they're amazing, but it's just like I have to. It's it's it comes down to the like, choice of like once the kids go to bed, do I want to sit down and watch a movie the rest of the night and do nothing? You want to watch like a dumb action film? That's your film. I know, <laughs> I know they're so good. Is that the one with Keanu Reeves? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's just murdering people because dogs. Yeah, because it's Theon Greyjoy's in the first one. Like, I know that's obviously not that actor's name, but yeah, I yeah, I know he's, <laughs> he's the one that kills the dog, right? Yeah, and he's all proud of himself. Fucking then they're like, you, you fucked up, <laughs> you fucked up. It's the Baba Yaga's coming. But 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 John Wick Hex looks all right. Um, I didn't know they were making a game about it. It's kind of a. It's not one hundred percent analogous to like the Go games, but it's kind of in that realm huh. of like it's a tiny weird game uh looks all right i'm kind of just gauging opinion from a distance uh ukulele and the impossible layer this is a second uh follow-up ukulele game that is a 2d side scroller um i'm actually really hyped for this hmm. uh more so than i was for the initial ukulele so because i like ukulele but their game was not great uh but this looks like a redemption arc <laughs> yeah, I've heard good things about it. And that's also October 8th, as well as uh, Concrete Genie comes out on October 9th, uh, and that's a PlayStation game on PS4 and PSVR. Uh, kid, magical paintbrush, paint and stuff. Looks mm. looks interesting, to say the least. I'm just mostly keeping my eye out on that. Uh, it's kind of in the game space, a uh, lighter week for that stuff, but just a few things to keep your eye out on. Uh, Burger Time Party. Uh, it's coming to Switch. Uh, I don't know. It's burger time. <laughs> burger time. I just like hamburgers, uh, so thought I would call that out. Uh, but anyway, that's about it for games that I'm looking forward to. Movies-wise, I'm obviously kind of looking forward to Joker, but it's, I, I'm a little <laughs> wary. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if theaters do uh, searches. 
there's the, there's some theaters that literally like are put up, they put up rules that like if you're if you're a single dude if you're if you're a dude that comes in by yourself um and you have a bag they're gonna search you, you can't bring any bags in or anything i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they search all bags plus uh i mean i know a lot of theaters i, th- I think most theaters don't allow you to dress up anymore yeah a lot of them don't i think i've Abe's- never seen i have never yeah, that's been I a newer seen, rule that they don't yeah, like people to dress up it's anymore. It's starting, yeah. I think AMC still lets you. I haven't seen anybody dress up in a long time. No it one, used to just well, be like... Because we haven't gone to like any of the super like fan events. Well, there kind of hasn't we been. We have. Been We've been to every Marvel movie most people, of the people opening were, weekend. Well, and, and that was like nobody was dressed up at that because I, I, I'm know, not we sure. We still haven't AMC, gone opening night. Because... Uh, even at that, people weren't dressed up in, I'm putting in quotes, they weren't like capital D dressed up. <laughs> it was mostly like wearing like, oh, I'm wearing merchandise. Like, yeah, yeah, like apparel of like, I'm wearing a Captain America shirt. I'm wearing like shoes that are uh, Captain Marvel. And yeah, I know like stuff. Regal, like it was around when uh, first, when the when the Force Awakens came out, they, there were, there were the, like Regal cinemas. I think at the time, maybe there were Hollywood cinemas. Um, the one that was that's the chin that's in Bozeman. Uh, they specifically would not allow people to wear helmets, and now I think it's just like getting more, getting more like no dressing up at all type of rules. Um, at the time, the theaters here were Carmike, and I know Carmike like didn't care. I don't know. 100%. Well, they were Carmike is supposed to be the hometown theater yeah well now they're not anymore because amc bought them all yeah. <laughs> so i don't i don't really know where amc stands on this because like i haven't gone to a lot of opening night movies since they've been amc so it's hard to say because they're uh they do I think predominantly uh chinese are they i'm pretty sure hmm. yeah and i don't um AMC's weird too because they like tried to I don't know if they still do but like they tried to really profit hardcore off of like the diehard fans by doing the special fan events where like the earliest showing of the movie was like 30 bucks a ticket yeah screw that it's ridiculous so like so then like a lot of then like so then you're like going to like the 10 o'clock showing instead of the six seven o'clock showing and for the normal price and that was just like so I, I haven't seen if they've done the fan events lately, uh, not since becoming an A-list member. So, I mean, I, I tell you what, though, that A-list thing is amazing. Thank God for Movie Pass over a year ago. Because <laughs> if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't have A-list right now. And A-list is awesome. We just see infinite IMAX movies, basically. All that stuff opened the floodgates. Yeah, I guess Regal has a better system now, too. Where it is like actually like you can see unlimited movies with it, like much like the uh, it's the same price as the A list, um, but it is unlimited. But uh, we don't have Regal here, so all we have is AMC. So just use AMC one and go see every single IMAX movie ever, and it pays for itself. I have so many points saved up too. I have like thirty thousand points just from seeing movies. It's good, good deals. Um. Anything, anybody looking forward to anything else? That about covers it for me. All right. Well, I'm into old stuff. <laughs> I have a lot of old ground to cover. Old ground to cover. So let's talk about video games. And I'll preface that first with I didn't play anything this week because I was too busy. Good job. Yep. 
I was doing other stuff. Back Such to, a champion. I'm back to the old ways. <laughs> I'm not as sick anymore, Wait. so I'm not. I didn't like. Basically, I was sick, and I just said "fuck it" to life, and I just sat down and played video games. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's just like I gotta do stuff now. I have. I life. wish I could have had a couple of days to do that. It's actually mm. it's like a it's like a little mini vacation away from life. Yeah, a little, but you're sick. So you're like that's a little a mini. It's like a little mini vacation, but you feel like shit. That's the equivalent. You want to die the whole time. I made a funny joke today because people they were talking about bullying on the radio, and like how like it can cause people to want to like like bullying nowadays is not so much bullying, but just like basically just telling people to kill themselves a lot. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm a millennial, like. Contemplating suicide is like a daily routine for us, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of immune. If if someone were to like be messaging me on Snapchat, be like, "Yo, kill yourself," I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> I'm like it literally would not affect me. <laughs> I'm part, I'm dead inside. I just... it was like I I'm my soul's already black. I'm just I'm just here for shits and giggles at this point. <laughs> you're the person that's <laughs> you're the person that would be making the end of the world memes before. Yeah, we all go. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. That'd be me. I bring it on. <laughs> You're just making memes out of Apophis or something. Oh, God. <laughs> Apophis. Apophis. That's always what I call it. Anyway. Apophis. He's going to pop us. Frost, you play anything? Play anything I, good? <laughs> well, yes to the first question, no to the second oh, okay, question. Okay, good. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, well, I played... Blair Witch. I'll start with that one. I played Blair Witch at the beginning of this week. I did a stream with did Salty. Did you finish it? No, I did not finish it. It's fairly short, though. I did not know what I was doing at all. I'm 100% too stupid to play that game. That's okay. We're all... We all have our weaknesses. We're all human. Blair Witch apparently happens to be mine. Um, I thought it was obnoxious, honestly. There were... So far, it's not scary, and it's just frustratingly obnoxious. Running around and getting lost and whatnot. It's like Slender Slenderman, but without the Slenderman, basically. And I guess Slenderman did it better. That concept of walking around in the forest looking for stuff, it was executed a lot better in Slenderman than Blair Witch. I was not impressed by the little bit I played, but granted, I played only like two hours. <laughs> yeah, I only I've only, I've only played about two two and a half hours of I, it. I dipped a toe, um, and nothing was scary where I was at. It was just uh, really dark and hard to see things. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that. Was it's one hundred percent obnoxious. I, I stumbled around a lot. I, I got to chapter three. Yeah, that's where I am. That's where I stopped. Uh, I think my I may or may not dive back in. I think my thoughts have already been said about this game last week where I was just, I just think, I, I think I remember saying just these people need to just shut the fuck up on the radio. <laughs> tired of hearing them talk. Yeah, there's that. Um, did you play anything else? I did. Um, I also <laughs> downloaded Frozen, like it's Elsa's Frozen Snowball game. Great. I've been playing that. <laughs> She's been on, playing some great ass games. On, <laughs> that one's on Game Pass. So, well, it was free, okay? And I was like, well, well f- fuck it, why not? Hey, whatever makes you happy. I thought it was going to be more of like a like a, a movie interactive game, but it's actually just like a color, like Candy Crush game, but on the Xbox. So that was weird. 
And then I also downloaded Disneyland's Adventure, um, where it's a game where you just, you're walking around in the park, and it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy it. <laughs> it's like, it's way better than Kingdom Hearts, just, <laughs> it's everything I could have wanted in a Kingdom Hearts game, but not in Kingdom Hearts. Well, that's just depressing. <sighs> well, I mean, it's just more interactive with the fantasy worlds that are, they're more in-depth, kind of, I guess. And you get to talk to the characters a lot more and interact with the Disney characters. I mean, yep. Uh, so that was what I, that's what I played. Congratulations, you've passed. <laughs> oh, good. Frost is ta- done talking. Whew. You've passed the test. You've graduated into podcasting. I didn't pass the test. I'd failed. I you think there's anything. a podcast called Pod Racer and it's a racing podcast? I bet there is. That'd I be almost cool. guarantee it. Can we be a website <laughs> called LGA.pod? <laughs> is that a top level domain? Dot pod? I don't know. It could be. I don't know. I never guess I never looked at it. You could be a dot pod. You're a dot pod. <laughs> That's funny. I enjoy that. What? That insult. I'm going to start using that now. You're a dot pod. <laughs> it's almost as good sounds as like you're calling so- a drop it's, pod. That sounds like you're you're cursing at someone in Korean. Dot pod. <laughs> so, so first, I'm going to at the top, I'm going to just run down my weekend. Um, first, you did. died. No. And um, then three days later, I, I, I died. And three days later, I was resurrected. Uh came out of my tomb but it was sealed with a rock good thing i have these arms (laughs) anyway these guns (laughs) anyway um so last podcast you mentioned a show called another life yes i watched all of that you you watched all of that i still haven't finished it i watched that whole show in one day did you Uh, like it yeah, obviously I watched it all one day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, it, you yes could have hate no, watched it. Has it has problems. You it, could have been like, "This movie, has, this show, fucking sucks." I mean, I gotta watch. I can't. Off I gotta, the top, this show has problems. A lot of problems. <laughs> First of all, my problem with the show is that it has a lot of problems. Literally, <laughs> the, everything goes wrong in the show. Yep. Everything. You, you name a fuck. You name a problem, it happens. You name a sci-fi space trope, it's here. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just space dramas in general. I mean, the same thing happened. To a point like, that it's annoying, though. Like, I'm like, like, why is there no just, like, regular episode on the ship where nothing goes wrong? It's like, <laughs> oh, just, like, every episode, like, hey. I, I mean, I assume you're at yeah, this they, part because it's pretty early on, but it's like, fat guy gets, like, a plant tree in his leg. Yeah. Like, great. Make fun of the fat guy, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I feel like, yeah, they. it's like they took all of the problems that happened across the, like, four or five seasons of Battlestar Galactica and condensed it into one season. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, yeah, and that, it Like, it everything just from cheesy. the AI going, the AI going wonky to, uh, oh, Getting, like, upset, oh, God. And then, it, like, the ship failing, the engines failing. <laughs> aliens no, and, and <laughs> I guess my issue is too like it it, it gets in that uh, Mary Sue territory where where it's like fuck you I'm solving this problem and it's just like I'm like oh come on like you're you're pulling you're like next to a star and you're pulling the ship out of this 
<laughs> or how about like that? you're manually steering a FTL? Like no fucking way. <laughs> Your mind would implode. <laughs> like or that that scene where the girl kills herself in the chamber after she's like being crushed by some sort of negative dark energy and she keeps having to pull the um Oh, the antimatter. Yeah, thing. there thank you. I was I was desperately looking at you. Like, please help that, me. That gave me vibes of Chernobyl. Um, <laughs> I still but, haven't finished Chernobyl. But she lived she lived she stayed put together long enough to have a couple sentence conversation with that other chick. This is it it's kinda like uh I potato chipped the show. Like it, it it's nothing I don't think it's anything like worth raving about, but it's it's pretty decent. It's, you know, a, it it's give, a good it's watch. It's kind of like a CW show in a way. I yeah. would say it's better than a CW show. Ba- a little bit. Barely. <laughs> it, it's on, it's barely. No, it's, no, no, it's, it's way... This is a sci-fi network it's, show. It's, it's um, no. terrible. <laughs> Fuck you. In a good way, though. It's like terrible in a way that we all remember and we all love, like from Star, from Star Trek. But most importantly, the TV show reminds me of Stargate a lot. Maybe Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> Stargate Universe, so anyway, the ones that you hate. Stargate Universe was kind of okay. So Better anyway, than Stargate, Stargate Atlantis, Universe season two was amazing. I, I had problems uh, starting a new game, kind of like I, I'm in that uh, slump. Like I have, I your have morning. I have morning. like every game you could imagine, but I'm yeah. in that slump after Zelda. Well, it's like I when don't you know like start. Yeah, it's like when when you finish a show like Breaking Bad, and you're like. Like well, breaking, now what am I supposed all, to do with All my five life? seasons of Breaking Bad are done. You finished watching them. Like, well, nothing else is worth watching now. Well, it's just like, and I, and I get like this after I finish certain things where I'm like, that was my life. Like, I I, I, I would come home from I've work and that's what task. I would do. So Now what do I do? Yeah, like, and just starting everything sounds like icky because it, tutorials. I, I know I'm going to have to get <laughs> like nemesis. brute force through a tutorial. I know. Tutorials are like, that's the biggest hang up for me is starting the, anything is like being like, oh, do I have the, the three hours to get familiar with the game to start playing it, enjoying it? I usually need hype of it being a new release or FOMO, if you will, to carry me through the tutorial <laughs> and, and to reach escape velocity, tutorial escape velocity. Yeah. Like when you get uh, to a point where it's just like you can play the game without needing to like look at stuff to know what you're that's doing that's when it's great yeah like the mid section of a game is where i want to live because that's <laughs> when things are good and i know what i'm doing and i just can come home and that's what i do but when i'm not in that territory it's like great that's i, I keep like look like control especially i keep eyeballing being like like it's literally on my uh, table and i just keep looking at it like <laughs> i need to just put that in and play it but that's that's why you play Minecraft because that's the whole game is that midsection. <laughs> that's why I shouldn't play Minecraft because I get nothing done. But but I mean, and this is always the beauty of the switches. I, I I also have been like, well, control I would have to put in my PlayStation and then that would utilize my TV. But I can just uh, watch TV shows and then play my Switch simultaneously. So I want to play Switch games, but none of my Switch games are super appealing right now. But we'll we'll get to that. So then after I finished Another Life, um, I let it just roll into the next show that Netflix recommended, which was called The Island. I dash Oh, The Island. The Island. The, 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 um, the Lost Try Hard show. It's not really lost. I know it's not, but like I feel it, like it they're trying to capture that. It's lost vibes. 
I feel um, like they're trying to be like, hey, guys, remember Lost? They're, they're fairly <laughs> transparent in the first two sections of what's going Like, the first episode's a mystery, but the second episode uh, explains what's going on. Um, yeah, light, I, I'll lightly spoil it, but they're, uh, everybody on the island's a convict. So, Makes sense. So you can imagine kind of what's going on here a little bit. Um, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but uh, well, that yeah, shows okay. spoil it for our audience. That show's okay. Yeah, I well, so I know somebody that is a diehard fan of Lost to the point where they have a Lost tattoo. Wow. And they hate the island. <laughs> they hated it. I mean, it's it. I have a I have a plethora of issues with it, and part of that is like part of that is that they just that's the secret is like veiled up front, like they just instantly unveil it. Um, another part of that is every, which I I don't, it's hard to take, uh, with you because everybody on this island's a convict. So even before you know that, so in episode one, I was kind of like, I hate all these assholes. Like everybody on this island's a fucking asshole and I hate (laughs) all of them. Even the main character I don't like. And then later it's like, oh, they're all convicts. No. So I'm kind of supposed to hate them because they all got problems (laughs) problems <laughs> i so i uh it's funny because i was just think we went to go see um it chapter two again last night because i wanted to try to experience that again it wasn't nearly the same experience the second time because like i'm surprised you'd subject yourself to a nearly three hour movie twice but i well i mean i like i said i wanted to try to experience it again but the experience was like cut it by like three quarters because of not having like the same speakers that the IMAX theater has. Um, because yeah, like, the movie was good in IMAX. To like to me, like the biggest, most impressive part of that movie was the sound design. You know what that movie needed though? An intermission. <laughs> like a fucking fifteen Five. minute intermission would have like done a boon for that i don't know i i'm fine I, didn't, I was the movie went by fast like i liked it it's i think it's a I really couldn't good movie. feel my ass during that i liked movie. i liked the second one a lot more than the first me too um which i know is kind of a controversial opinion <laughs> really yeah i know the most of the internet oh that's uh, that's right yeah i, re- I really liked the, the movie and I, I thought it was pretty good i thought it had just the right amount of like levity and with the seriousness um to balance it out um, My big thing is like thanks, Bill right, Hater. Regular horror doesn't do anything for me, and I felt the first one had a lot of jump scares, and that's kind of what they were going for. Yeah, but the second movie, because you already know like yeah what it is and how it is like what Creepy. it looks like and what it can do. Yeah. Um. So it, and I like that more because it was uh, a monster. More yeah, it was time. a good like, monster, f- and, and that's what I'm for. Like having yeah. the big monster, like. Well, yeah. just having it there in, in the open, like I, I like, yeah. yeah, for us to experience, and it's it's a piece of work on its own. Well, to I always take hate your the own like fear from. I hate the uh, we're gonna keep the monster in shadows because whatever you imagine is it's more terrifying spooky. than we yeah. could come up with. I'm like, no, show me the monster. Yeah, yeah. I always show the monster. me the monster. I'm, a, I'm in the same way. Like, some I'm rather unimaginative when it comes to just dark corners. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just seeing like, like Cloverfield. Energy. You got you get a pretty good Ugh. view of Cloverfield monster. That spider head is so good. I yeah, think that's my favorite. Good. I think that's my favorite but, monster. Like I, I really enjoy, it. and I came to this real, this kind of conclusion where I realized one of the reasons I really like the It movies a lot more than other horror movies because I'm not a huge horror movie fan is that 
I really like the characters. I yeah. thought the characters are fantastic. But like most other horror movies, I fucking hate the characters. I hope they die. Therefore, I hate the movie. <laughs> you know why the characters are so good? Because they're written in a book. <laughs> they weren't made for movie characters. They were made for a book, so yeah. they have a bit more well, personality. Yeah. 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 Plus, I mean, you're going to love David Hayter, so. Yeah, well, yeah David. Me, me, I mean, Bill. not David, David Hayter. David, yeah. Yeah. Bill. Bill. David Hayter is the voice actor for Solid Snake <laughs> in video game mode. Uh, yeah, James McAvoy and. Bill Hader really did steal the show away, though. He was really, the, he I was really the liked. I liked James the character. Did good. I liked Eddie, the character. The character Eddie. He <laughs> yeah. was. The, he stole the show from you me. You guys haven't watched Barry, have you? No, yeah, I haven't yet. It's really good. I know it's that's the other HBO. We don't have HBO, so I can't. I can't watch it. Uh, you don't need HBO. To well, watch I mean, things, but uh, <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm too just gonna lazy put a period at the end of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm too lazy to do anything that's not legal. <laughs> no, it's it's fully legal. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I also like James McAvoy's stutter in that, like, he did such a good job, he was, like, a little pudding. <laughs> the, the best, the best line in that whole fucking movie is, she cut your fucking mole, it's been, like, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking thank you, Eddie. So, uh, I do because it is the spooky month and I am a big advocate for horror things. Spooky! And, and everything spooky, scary. scary. Skeleton. Um, I do want to do a, like, movie recommendation. Uh, I'll do one of these each week. Oh my gosh. I have one. I Marcus, have one. we found, like, two of them that you would really like. I bet he's already seen them. Probably. Maybe. I 100% bet you've seen it. I've watched a ton of horror films, but, uh, and I watched one this week, which I'll get to, but, uh... The uh, the one I want to recommend to everyone because we were talking about scary clowns and I'm sure it's it's no secret of how good it is and probably everybody's watched it, uh, but it's one of my childhood favorites. It's a movie I grew up with called uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, it should be on Netflix. I know it's been on Netflix at some point, but uh, if you can watch that movie, go watch it. It's a great B movie. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. It is positively ridiculous as you can imagine the name killer clowns from outer space <laughs> it is exactly what the title implies um there is a a very fat clown uh they wrap people in cotton candy cocoons and uh he uh sneaks some blood out of one of the cotton candy cocoons nice. with a crazy straw what, what's uh, the what's the for our audience? What's the rating of this movie? Rated oh, R. Oh, it's rated R. Yeah, um, right. All right. There is a part where there is a little tiny clown, and there's kind of like this weird like street tough, and he's like a cute little clown riding a unicycle, and this guy walks up to him, and he's just like, "What are you gonna do? Knock my block off?" And literally, this little clown punches him in the head, and his head goes flying. <laughs> I mean, it is a B movie, so the effects are like. Well, they're better than they should be, but it is like B movie quality. So it is kind of in the realm of uh, what 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 is that? Uh, oh God, I'm B kicking, plus movie. Kicking myself for uh, forgetting it, but with Bruce Campbell, uh, Evil Dead. It's kind of okay. in the realm of the original Evil Dead <coughs> movies. Oh. Of in terms of like cheesiness. Well, I guess not the very first Evil Dead, but Evil Dead Two. Army of Darkness. I have I have a recommendation, Deathgasm. <laughs> I love that Death movie. Deathgasm's pretty good. I love also a B movie. Also so is. like ridiculous, like it's ridiculous in all the right ways. <laughs> well, let's say uh, your guys' recommendations for me, just so I can watch them, if I haven't, or maybe I can comment on the them. one that you were gonna mention, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, 
I, you know, I that one's like super critically acclaimed. I've watched it once. Like, it's critically acclaimed in the B-movie space and yeah. horror movie space. I watched it once and I didn't really like it. Oh, you would it. think I would like it. I loved yeah. it. I loved it because, like, everything is, like, reverse. <laughs> the whole line, we're like, we're, all these teenagers are just killing themselves all over my property. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> it was everything perfect like, about, like, like, a monster He's so, horror. like, earnest about, like, honest to God, I'm just out here working. And this kid, this kid just came over here and dove straight into my, my, my wood, wood chipper. chipper. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I just, the, the Dale character is too adorable. They're both pretty adorable. It made me think of, like, old Disney villains where the Disney villains weren't actually just evil. They're just more often than not. Like stupid people in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Unless you're Gaston. Anyway, yeah. I, I watched the movie uh, Midsummer. Oh, how was that? I haven't seen it. Yet. I didn't like it. Well, I mean, I kind of expect that like from mixed. everything from you. Did you like Hereditary though? I was more. I I, I get why Hereditary is good. I don't. Like Midsummer, super critically acclaimed, yeah. um, has really good reviews. I don't get it. Like I don't get why it has such good reviews. On a, on a, on comparing it to Hereditary, is it better, worse? I I can't be a fair judge of that. Mm. Um, it, it feels similar in the sense of like we have like a shocking moment and kind of the whole film builds up to that shocking moment, but that shocking moment happens in the middle of the movie. And then everything kind of pitters out from there. Um, that seems That's to be this director's in MO. Too. Yeah, that, yeah, that seems to be this director's MO. Um, but I don't know. It, it, Midsummer is mostly focused around cult, like a cult, and I do think it's like it's very true to like a realistic cult. But that maybe my issue with it is it's a little too grounded in reality, and I I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things I didn't like really enjoy about the movie because it, it seemed like somewhat it was doing weird things just to be like we did a weird culty thing to have a weird culty thing instead of ha having it have a purpose and I, I get that they very clearly like took things from like order of the solar temple and like it, it, just several cults like they, they definitely did their research but maybe because it was so grounded in reality and i didn't find the shocking scene too shocking because it is just a fairly morbid violence type scene um, you know, the, hereditary the, shocking scene made me like scream in the movie theater and I clapped my hands because I did not see that coming. See, hereditary's was much better than I this. Was much like, more shocking. Oh fuck! This is a, uh, um, you know, just cult stuff. Uh, Have you seen ritual, witch? Ritual suicide. Which is really good. Is it? Which so, is amazing. Yeah. Which is. Fucking that one. See, that one's everything perfect in a horror film to prove that it doesn't have to be jump scares. It just has to be the right amount of unsettling. And that's the one thing that makes me interested in Midsummer because I want to believe that it's like witch. Well, it it's not, but it is Darn. supposed it is supposed to be like unsettling. Like the whole yeah. film is supposed to be unsettling. Um, and my thing is, it just wasn't. I think I'll probably be on your level then when it comes to since we both like the same unsettling, terrible things. But but I I know a lot of people like like loved Midsummer, so 
I, I don't know. I, I just was came out of it kind of. I was like, it's okay. It, it I've seen worse, like much worse horror films, but <laughs> I've also seen much much better horror films. So I'm like, I mean, eh. I was like, but like I said, I I, I understand why people loved Hereditary. I was kind of tepid on that. I didn't really. But it was all eh. Midsummer. I was kind of like, I don't get why it's reached such critical acclaim because I I thought Hereditary was a better film on the whole. Um, but anyway. That's uh, that that's my movie minute. Um, obviously, a lot longer than that. <laughs> in movie corner, will there ever be a movie that's as good as Witch? We may never know. <laughs> yeah, Witch was impressive. Anyway, Witch I- fucked me up for a while. <laughs> I was like, we're martyrs too. I hate you know those those type of movies. Really, you walk away and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Is this, do I pray to God and say I'm sorry I watched that movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I did play a few games, so I ended my weekend playing more uh, Borderlands. That game continues to be... It, it's it's better, like, post-game, it's a lot better than it is main game. But you know what? You know what made me really mad? What? I have two tro- three trophies that are bugged. Uh-oh. <gasps> Uh, the location trophies, I've got all the locations uh, in two territories, and I don't have the trophies for those two territories. Um, I open it up, and I have, like, all the locations, like, uh, Pandora, I think it's 78, so I have 78 out of 78 locations, and that trophy didn't pop, uh, so that makes me kind of upset. I Also, there's one for having 10, uh, like, it says 10 skins or 10 uh, heads. Um, I have way more than that, and <laughs> that trophy didn't pop. So, which I, I looked to see if other people are having the same problem, and yes. I've also heard that the uh, lo- uh, leveling up to level 50 has been bugged. Like, that trophy hasn't been popping for people. Uh, so That sucks. Yeah, that really sucks. Really, really sucks. I hope that gets patched. They did just have a patch, so maybe it'll hopefully retroactively give me that stuff when I log in at some point. I'm sure it'll get fixed at some point and just... Like, give me my props. You know in your heart that you got those trophies... Well, but we all believe I do. You, you gotta get that platinum. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't want to play a whole new character to get the platinum. Um, at least I, at least for me, it's just locations, so I could like blaze through that. Like I, I could just probably start a uh, true vault hunter and just like run to all the locations if I had to, on my same character, or just start a new character. But it, it's not something I want to have to do. Uh, it's annoying knowing you did it and then not getting the thing for doing it. Um. <laughs> But hopefully they retroactively check that. I know that game's had a lot of bugs, a lot of things getting patched. Um, but yeah, that game's the post game of that game's really good. So uh, if, if you want a really robust, meaty post game game, Borderlands is that's there for you. Um, don't want to spend too much time talking about that though. <laughs> uh, the uh, I finished up uh, Creature in the Well on Xbox. Um, that's that uh, weird kind of your robot man. Um, and it's kind of like pinball a bit. You, oh, okay. you, you can get, gather up balls and you kind of have these weird puzzles in these rooms that, uh, there's six dungeons. Uh, you start with one that you have to do, then you unlock an, another two. And then after you do those two, uh, you unlock another three. Yeah. Um, and then after, I guess there's seven and then there's a secret one. So there's eight. Uh, but there, because I forgot the the well is the final dungeon. 
Um, anyway, those kind of just have these rooms that you go to and you don't necessarily have to, uh, do the challenge in those rooms. You could just, if you have enough power, like if you've generated enough energy, you could just go to the next room and skip that room entirely. If it's too much of a pain in the ass, I, I felt like that was cheating. So I just always did the rooms. So I had a plethora of extra energy. Plus there are like most of the actual like puzzly type stuff or, I guess puzzle's the wrong term, but the the, the real challenge, because usually it'll be like, oh, you, like, hit your balls into, like, a bumper, hypothetically, and then that opened up another bumper that have, maybe have time that you have to destroy it. Um, and then that'll, like, maybe make other ones that have timers pop up, and just gradually you have to, like, break all these, so you have to be careful with aiming your balls. Yeah, balls. Um, but anyway. Oh, you said balls. A lot, a lot of balls. And you'll get different kind of, like, your your different items you get because uh, you'll have two different like paddles type things ones for charging up the balls and ones for whacking them if they come near you and those will have different abilities like i had one that had chain lightning and stuff like that like so they'll have different effects one one i had would could slow down time temporarily while you like hold it back to swing so so stuff to help you out uh during those challenges Th there are like kind of a boss fight where you temporarily have to uh, fight back the creature at the end of each of these dungeons. Um, and there's a bit of a story at the end, you get a bit of lore of what you're kind of what, what this place was and what it was trying to do. Um, and there's weird uh, inhabitants in the town. There's a, there's a frogman janitor. He's really important, but he's a frogman janitor named uh, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just, jammed through the rest of that game it's good in a weird way uh it's an adventure pinball game and kind of an not a like demon's tilt is like more true to pinball like actual factual pinball but this is like a walking around adventure game kind of like a zelda but it's pinball and its approach um that's on game pass i recommend checking it out at the very least i do think a lot of people checked it out because seems like the early trophies a lot of people have and then like literally just beating the game had like two percent so clearly not a lot of people have beaten it <laughs> um and hey if it's not your jam it's not your jam yeah. I, I i do think you can after a dungeon or two you kind of see what it's doing and it's either like your thing that you get really absorbed into it or it's not yeah um otherwise i checked out a new game which i forgot to mention last week uh but i've mentioned it before uh, it's called Gunvolt Chronicles uh, Luminous Avenger X, I X, uh, X, <laughs> X, as it said. Um, yeah. any, anyway, this is a spin-off game for the Gunvolt series where you don't play as uh, the Gunvolt. Uh, you play as uh, you, you play as Copen. Um, I like this game. This game's been a uh, the, the Gunvolt games are have been kind of a successor to Mega Man in many ways. Um, and this game is, I think, more in line with Mega Man. And you know what? The, my my over, my big statement, my short uh, <laughs> elevator speech for what this game is, is it's the good version of Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> and my reason for thinking that is it's very dash based. Yeah. And the, and the Gunvolt games had a lot of dashing too, but but basically your enemies you'll want to dash into them and that will tag them. And then when they're tagged, all your bullets will be homing on them. Nice. And uh, 
you'll you'll get you know you'll do do a level fight a boss boss gives you a power up use power ups that are weaknesses to bosses um these games more so though than a Mega Man like the bosses are weak to certain power ups but you don't need that to beat them they're uh, which I mean in Mega Man you don't necessarily need them either but it helps a lot in Mega Man in this it helps kind of marginally it's um, about the skill yeah I mean it, the, the bosses feel pretty easy like you dash into them tag them homing bullets the crap out of them spam your skills it also has if you have a max gauge um, and it did this in the other Gumvolt games if your like special gauge is fully maxed out when you die you get a saving throw so it'll just resurrect you at full health again uh, sometimes that's useful <laughs> in a boss fight <laughs> otherwise you can use your special and that does quite a bit of damage um, but the, my I do have some issues with this game biggest issue off the top uh, lollies <laughs> <laughs> like are they over sexualized the, oh yeah oh yeah they're very un, very scantily clad oh anime very underdressed um and like i said i i'm able to ignore that and just be have my Mega Man glasses on and be like i love Mega Man. <laughs> i'm playing Mega Man. <laughs> um it's but, like your your Mega Man autism yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is Copen's kind of been more of the uh, since he's like a the antihero or villain in the first Gunvolt that he's kind of like a proto man. Like he has a big shield and all that. He has a shield and like a pistol, and uh, where Gunvolt is very clearly like he's decked out in blue and everything. But man, this game has just like at times it just makes you feel uncomfortable with the lolly. Like and it's got like. The idol singers, and I mean, like, regular Gunvolt has that, too. And it, like, regular Gunvolt has lollies, but not to this level. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. How do you, how do you guys feel about lollies? How, <laughs> <laughs> like, just in general, or? Yeah, I don't know. It just, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. These are, like, legit underage, like young kids not it's not the whole like they're 700 year old vampires it's like legit sexualizing <laughs> yeah, the, very that, young that people. weird like yeah the thing that anime always does is like oh well the, they look young but they're they look young but they're actually six thousand years old granted one of the lollies is like a robot <laughs> so but one of them is not <laughs> i yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's it just, uncomfortable. It's a cartoon character at the end of the day. It is. It just... Uh, as long as it's not a real kid. It's not hurting anybody, really. Uh, but I, I'm just saying it does... I, that that can be, like like I said, I, I would hate to recommend this to just any Mega Man fan because obviously a lot of people come to Mega Man for different things. Uh, but... I come to Mega if, Man for the lollies. If, if lollies uh, <laughs> rub you the wrong way, then maybe don't check this out. This game is <laughs> this game is fifteen bucks, so it's a pretty budget buy. It is made by Any Creates. Uh, they're really experts at uh, like especially pixel art stuff and games that involve pixel art stuff. They they did the they've done a lot of retro games. Uh, they actually did do a Mighty Number no. Nine retro game that was actually really good. Yeah, uh, despite the. Uh, other Mighty Nine Number Nine game, which they did work in tandem with that, but they're not—they don't shine when it comes to 3D stuff. They do not. Uh, that they do other uh, hentai type games, uh, not directly hentai type games, but the God, what is the game that they do? 
Uh, they they have this like FPS game where you're literally like shooting girls with a heart gun and it removes their clothes. Um, I gotta look it up real quick. Like a dating sim? No. Uh, Gal Gun. They made the Gal Gun games. Oh, okay. Um, which some people love, some people hate. I'm just putting it out there that they made those, but they they do the Azure Striker Gun Volt series. They did uh, Master Blaster Zero. Uh, Mighty Gun Vault, like like they made a lot of these spinoff games. They did the Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, um, which was fantastic. So they really shine, I think, most when it comes to like retro pixel art games in like certain styles. Uh, they made the Mega Man ZX game, so they have made like they do have a history of making even Mega Man games. They made Mega Man Zero. They made the uh, Mega Man Nine and Mega Man Ten. So so they they've made like some of the most prolific Mega Man games. Um, I don't know. I, I really like them as a company and as a developer. Uh, but just so, some things are a bit uncomfortable, so to speak. But hey, I'm, I bought your game and I'm playing it and I'm enjoying uh, elements of it. A lot of elements of it. But I'm enjoying the not lolly specifically. <laughs> I'm enjoying the action of it. It's paced like it's very fast paced because... Like I said, this reminds me of what Nightmare Number Nine could have been uh, if they did the dash mechanic right, because this has, uh, at least to start with, you have like you're able to fly in the air and you can like dash and you move really quick. Um, and for an enemy tagged, it'll give you a dash back, uh, so you can dash from enemy to enemy to enemy to enemy till the end of the level. Yeah, if, if you're that good, um, if very you're pro. Yeah, if you're an epic gamer. If you're a speedrunner, this game is built with speedrunning in mind. But if you you can uh, if you get hit, it diminishes uh your it takes a lot of your dashes away, and you might fall. But if you tap down down, it'll just replenish your dashes, so you can always refill your dashes anytime you want. Huh. Um. Also, down down acts as a stomp, so you can like fall really quickly and stomp on somebody. Um. I don't know. It's it's really it's cool in an anime kind of way. And like I said, it, if you're, if you're a, able to look past the lollies, I mean, most, I think most super diehard Mega Man fans know how good the like Azure striker games are. And I think this is also equally really good and actually more in line with Mega Man. Uh, those games, uh, the regular Azure striker games are, uh, you, you blow a lot of sh- stuff up with like an electric shield. Um, I don't know. And the story is kind of like, eh, I get like <laughs> the Who cares story. About the I'm story. You're like, just playing Mega Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if I mean, if it's like a, if you're if you're gonna be like a mirror or an anal- and an analog to Mega Man, a game where like <laughs> enemies are named like Splash Woman. <laughs> the music for Splash Woman's is amazing. <laughs> also, kind of weren't there like a lot of. Splash Woman might be trans. <laughs> but I mean, just in general, like the, not gonna get the names the of the bad that, guys, but... like just the, the names of the bad guys are just like so odd and literal. I, and I don't know that that's like how, uh, and then the X series is animals. <laughs> um, and the, except the one that kind of wasn't. <laughs> Mega Man's a interesting series. I I, I don't know. I, I obviously really love Mega Man. But you play anything else? 
Um, that was mostly it. I did download a bunch of games, and I I tentatively checked those out, but not enough to super speak to them. I did. I bought uh, Golf Story, as I said I would, yeah, because um, it was on sale. I also bought uh, the first Dragon Quest. Um, I checked out like ten seconds of that, and <laughs> uh, man, that art's really ugly. But you know, <laughs> whatever, I'll deal. Um, and then I bought uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Now that's that's on Switch. Yeah. Um, checked out a little bit of that. I only got to the first save. Okay. Uh, so not deep enough in. Uh, looks looks great on there. Um, you know when it's small. I know it looks better on Xbox, but <laughs> playing it hand. You can't. Uh, I'll take these small. It's a, no, it's a to good play it handheld. I want. I want to say novelty, but it's a good. It's a good. Pl- I mean, uh, p- trade off. Ori makes a good handheld game. Yeah. Uh, it always. It's a platformer. Works, so. so. Yeah. <clears throat> it that game's more make uh more. Uh, Metroid than I ever realized. I, I, yeah. I always knew it was kind of a Metroidvania, but I mean, like, the save locations and all that stuff are kind of very Metroid. It's like a plat- more platform-heavy Metroid. It's a, it's a plat- Metroid. Platroidvania. <laughs> Platroid. A Platroidvania. There you go. But yeah, mostly it was those two games. Um, like I said, I, I have plenty of stuff I want to check out, and I just Sweet. Didn't uh, delve into it, uh, which is why I figured I would talk about movies and stuff to extend the segment. <laughs> well, so. we got, we got, yeah, we, well, maybe it's, hot, it's October. We got to talk about some spooky movies. Um, so before we go to a break, I wanted to shout out Precisely Podcast again because you know how last week when I mentioned Precisely and um, uh, I, I kind of called them out because they just drink IPAs. Yeah. They say that they drink beer, but it's just IPAs. Um, he, he actually messaged me. He's like, way to call me out about the IPA things. You're right, though. That's all I drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and before so we I end thought, the segment. I thought that was funny. I uh, <coughs> I was going to make a joke last week, and I didn't. Uh, so I'm going to make it this week. Uh, last week, I talked about a game called Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, what I meant to say was Sayonara Wild Sharts, uh, a game brought to you by the Shardy Boys. Nice. Is, is actually what I played. I realized that like when we when I edited the podcast because you well, I mentioned the I mentioned the Shardy Boys and you're like yeah I, I I was gonna shout them out later on but we'll get to that and then it never happened. I forgot to say Sayonara Wild Sharks. <laughs> it's a low hanging fruit, but I thought it was funny. All right, so with that we're gonna go to a break. So coming up we have the community engagements, the news, the uh oh this week we have this week in lawsuits and then the rest of the news and details about the the giveaway. They're are finally doing the thousand follower or thousand downloads giveaway. So stay tuned if you want to know more. Hey friendos, my name is Danny B and I host Retrostalgia. It's a critical analysis of every book, TV show, movie, and video game that I've been told is missing from my life. Enjoy a blast from the past every other week as I, a somewhat sheltered millennial, give my honest opinion and explicitly make fun of a bunch of stuff from before I was even born. My plan is to cover all of the stuff I haven't done, from finally watching The Shining and Twin Peaks, playing Banjo-Kazooie, reading Pride and Prejudice, and everything in between. That sounds like a good time. You can listen to the pod on Spotify and Google Podcasts, as well as on Anchor, where you can also find a full list of all of the places to listen to Retrostalgia. 
Just go to anchor.fm slash RetroStalgiaPod or search for RetroStalgia in the Anchor app. If you want to follow the pod, it's on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at RetroStalgiaPod. Anyway, my name is Danny B, reminding you to be kind. Please rewind. Welcome back to the podcast, and we're going to get right into its community engagement segment. I don't have a have a. Ha- We're engaging a, the community. Engaging the community. Will you marry I don't have a jingle, us? But there isn't. It's not a big one this week. But I um. So I asked on Twitter, and of course the tweet that I was, that I that I opened up to is, I swear to God, these mobile apps are gonna kill me. I opened up Twitter and went to the tweet that I tweeted so that it was ready on my phone, and then as soon as I opened up the app, it sw- it. The app swiped the tweet away. Now I have to scroll down to find it again. Try to be prepared and, they, and Twitter fucks you. All right, so on Twitter I asked, it's Halloween night and you've been cursed because every 1,000 years, Halloween lands on Friday the 13th. No one finds that funny except for me. Ha ha, it's been done on you for Facebook all time. And tonight is that night. You get turned into a Halloween candy that most that is most similar to you. Which candy do you turn into? Your answer was pretty funny. My answer, I I replied to this with my personal account and said, <laughs> candy corn because nobody likes me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Hub at our anime with RJ says, Reese's. That's my hero. <laughs> this w- guy is my hero. <laughs> Wondersoul at WNDR Soul, also Reese's. Also my hero. And then three fat nerds pod at three fat nerds pod. Um, God, what are those things called? The the sour is it sour patch kids? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sour patch kids. And those are those are the only answers we got on Sweet that one. Sour. What? So what? What are your guys's? I've already said mine. Um, not to one up anybody, but uh, <laughs> Reese's big cup. Reese, your Reese's big cup. Is that because you're extra you're chocolate not or extra a Twix bar? I'm extra thick. You're extra th- with a couple C's. I would I would equate you more to a Twix bar, but Twix used to be my favorite candy. Um, Twix is pretty. Good. You know what happened? I grew up. <laughs> you you got tired of fighting over left or right, or in my world, right or right, because I have two right hands. Um, no, that's not true at all. You're a mutant. <laughs> I would turn into M and M's. Why M and M's? Marshall Mathers. Why? It's obvious. How uh. is, so how are why? Because it, it was you turn into what's most like you. So how are you like M and M's? I have a big, soft, gooey interior, but I'm covered with a crackly shell, so and I'm also fat. You're more like a jawbreaker than. <laughs> No, a jawbreaker is all awesome. solid job, all the way you through. Know what? You're a tootsie pop. How about that? <laughs> that shell's thick. I'll take why it the back. Fuck I'm, uh... a, why the fuck am I a tootsie pop? Because the M and M shell is tiny and thin and weak. I like being weak. Maybe I, maybe I want people to take a bite out of me. Maybe part of me really likes that. No, no, because because the the thicker shell keeps people out. I think I'm a nut. I'm roll. only I'm only I'm only fragile on my terms so that people could take a bite out of me. <laughs> I think I'm a nut roll because I'm a bit nutty. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I'm still sticking with candy corn. <laughs> uh, 
M&M's, I'm still there. The regular candy corn or like the pumpkins? I mean, they all Oh, you're the pumpkins for sure. The pumpkins. Classic candy corn. I mean, either way. The chumpkins. You're round okay, squishy you're a and fucking chumpkin okay, is so what you are. You're a chumpkin. <laughs> they're all the, they all taste the same and nobody likes them except for me. I like them. I love him. Well, see, there you go. <laughs> I don't count. Don't, nobody said like a, a king size anything. King size? I don't think they make king size candy corn. Well, not king size can't not candy corn. <laughs> just king size anything. You Justin. get like a ten Nobody's pound saying, candy corn. Yuck! I'm a king size can of Coca Cola. <laughs> those were those were the those were the best people those on Halloween the, night. The ones that gave away cans of Coke. I'm a Reese's fast break. <laughs> Why? Wait, what? Why what? How's that a why question? He said he's a Reese's fast break. He, you made me explain why of M and M. Why can't I ask okay, him why? I thought you were like I thought you were asking why for a different. No, I was asking why. Pl- back up your statement. I'm peanut buttery. <laughs> <laughs> for Are some you, reason, everybody had an issue with my M and M. Marcus is peanut, peanut brittle. I'm peanut brittle. <laughs> what um, makes more sense? I've fallen. I just shatter in a fucking. <laughs> And very sharp. My osteoporosis <laughs> makes me peanut brittle. My grandma was peanut brittle. Boy Scout, Boy Scout popcorn. Grandma, That's if you were a candy, what would you be? Peanut brittle. I feel bad because I know they're going to come knocking again and I don't have money to buy stuff from them this year. Call us assholes, but you said uh, you loved the people that give out cans of soda. There was a person down the block when I was a kid that left out, like, they just clearly were gone or just didn't want to be bothered, but so they just, just left out cans of soda and said just, like, packs of soda and just said, take one. You um, took them all. Not me, necessarily, <laughs> not me. but my, my brother uh, just took <laughs> Guilty the, by all, association. Because yeah. they, they were, like, 24 packs. He just took both 24 packs Jesus and, like, Christ. left. <laughs> like, I mean, when I'm at the age of, like, trick-or-treating, like, I don't think I would care that much because it's like my parents just buy soda all the time. Like well, your parents have well, like a problem with soda. Well, I mean, some people would leave the boa candy and just be like, take one or a handful. And it's like, you'd see people like just dumping like the yeah, whole, bowl the, the like, whole bowl. Yeah, the whole bowl. That's why like, it's not I've, a good idea. You got to like kind of bogart your candy. Those are the, yeah, those are the ones that always make me mad. Like when you see like, oh, it's always like the day after Halloween, you go on Reddit and it's like someone posts like their... It's just lazy. If people post like, here, I got my, my Nest camera or my ring doorbell caught people or caught uh, kids and their parents stealing our candy. That was like, the best. That's um, like, that's the worst ones. Like when you're like, you're that much of a piece of shit that you can't just go buy candy for kids. You got to go just take the whole bowls I, off of somebody's porch. I'm sure this still happens, but uh, the best was there was a free take candy thing. I go up there. I reach in because I'm I'm a shithead fucking kid. <laughs> I grab like a big handful and yeah. I'm like going to put it in my bag. Scared the fuck out of me. Person, grab my hand. <laughs> That's awesome. Because they were the thing. They're pretending to they, be. Yeah, they're pretending to be like a scarecrow or something. I can't remember. I love that. Scared the fuck out of me. You um, can only have one. <laughs> yeah, and it, that, that was like, it was smart way to be like a fucking dickhead. <laughs> I um, love that. That's the best. I, I do have another Halloween story I want to share, which is very similar. Um, So I'm like five or six. I, I'm like super fucking young. Um, I was trick-or-treating in my grandfather's neighborhood, and I went to the neighbor's house, 
And there's Scarecrow with the thing of candy. So let's take one. Imagine where this is going. <laughs> I reach in there. I grab candy. Person moves. I freak the fuck out. I'm crying. I am in tears. <laughs> um, and I tell my dad. I was like, I was like, Dad, that Scarecrow moved. He was like, no, it didn't. It's just the Scarecrow. <laughs> and I am just... We like to call I it am, double whammy. I am in tears. I refuse to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> like, my dad was like, all right, go to the next house. And I was like, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, eventually my dad finally, like, goes up there to see what's up. Finds out it's just like my grandfather's neighbor just fucking scaring people. But, yeah, it like traumatized me for a bit though. That's like eventually hilarious. I was like cool, like I calmed down. But boy, when you're like a kid and that yeah, happens, it's, like, that's like what something my son would do and get freaked out. Like I don't want to trick or treat anymore. See, like when the when I'm the person scared. grabbed me my hand, I was a fucking like twelve or thirteen year old. So I was like. You're, like, at that you're getting age into that shithead like, kid age. All right. Plus, I mean, I had already been scared in my youth that I was like, <laughs> I mean, it got me real quick, like for a jump scare, but I was like, it didn't like, boy, when I was a little kid, like nothing took the piss out of me like this. <laughs> That's good, though. I really like that whole like just having the bowl of candy in your lap and you're sitting there and then like whatever well, somebody just, just. He twitched like he just like jiggled. Well, so I'm not that I'm what I mean is like the one where you're just sitting there waiting for like the kid, the asshole kid to just, grab more, like trying to grab like all the candy and just be like, wait. I mean, well, you do run the risk of getting like clocked. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you, that, mean, that like uh, you got to like, watch who you do it to because you might just scare somebody bad enough that they punch you in the face. Yeah, and that <laughs> fight or flight reaction. Like, with this, it just jostled me, and then I just dropped, like, the candy and <laughs> grabbed the a more appropriate amount. That's great. But I got some good Halloween stories as much as I kind of... <laughs> there was a number of years I didn't go trick-or-treating when I was... I didn't sponge it up as much as I should have. Halloween never bothered me as a kid. I never got afraid around Halloween time or anything. Did you even go real trick-or-treating? No, I thought you, like, you could only go do the thing at the mall. Yeah, I could only do the thing at the mall. If a shithead so neighbor why. was dressed as a scarecrow, <laughs> I guess that's why. you would have peed your pants. <laughs> but I was afraid of other weird things, I, like the skate rink. I was afraid of made I, me cry. I have a picture of myself crying in my rink. brain. I've never been so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can always look back at that like and be like that. It's a benchmark. Like I'm like <laughs> this is scary, but is it scarecrow man? On his porch, <laughs> scary. Scarecrow so, man on his porch when I'm six that's years one of old. Those scary. Subconscious fears. That's like it's like a permanent scar on your brain. Like, you get PTSD every time fall scary. comes around. <laughs> no. uh, you know how to scare the shit out of Marcus? Dress up as a scarecrow and just twitch a little bit. No, because I'm not. I, that's the, I'm numb to it now. <laughs> I'll never be scared of anything. <laughs> it's, I got scared so good when I was a kid. I'm <laughs> I'm dead inside now. <laughs> oh, I'm all I've, I've only ever been dead inside. I was born dead inside. <laughs> there ain't a rush like being a uh, piss your pants scared. As well. <laughs> There's also no nothing more disheartening than your father not trusting you like why is he so scared like he's irrationally afraid see i i i kind of like i had a 
someone in my neighborhood did something similar, like not on my block specifically, but like maybe a block over. And they just, they were just sitting there. Like you could tell it wasn't just a regular scarecrow. You could tell it was a person there and you don't know if they're just going to jump out at you. They're just sitting there on their chair like this. <laughs> but like you had to walk past them to get to the front door where the person was actually answering their door to get candy. But there was just the one person just sitting on the chair, just being a scarecrow and just not moving. Like you could see them like kind of like breathing. But so you're like walking by them like really slowly, like waiting for them to like, nothing. they never I'm, did it when I was there. But you know, it's weird. Like back in that time, that would have been kind of boring just sitting out there. I'm sure they had like downtime where people would like chill with them uh, until like tr- trick or treaters came by and then they knew when to leave them alone. But now it's like prime time. You could just be on your fucking phone or, <laughs> or, or just have your phone hidden or inside. But you're just, just listening to podcasts coming, yeah. or something. You got like a little earbud in and then like your mask covering it in some way. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm just doing I'm not really doing anything different than I normally wouldn't. Yeah, do. And you're just fucking scaring kids, <laughs> which is pretty sick and twisted. That's a win win. That's what Halloween's about, I guess. Scaring kids. And then they get you back when they're teenagers by TPing your house. By knowing how to use computers. <laughs> yeah. That Take too. that, you boomers. No. <laughs> uh, it's sad because I'm a boomer. Um, <laughs> you're, you're a 30-year-old boomer. As soon as you hit 18, you're a boomer. <laughs> you're either a zoomer or a boomer. And as soon as you hit 18, you're a boomer. Yep. Especially in the eyes of the Zennials. The Zoomers. The Zoomers. I don't like calling them Zoomers. No, I think it works because you got the Zoomers and you got the Doomers and then you got the Boomers. <laughs> the Doomers. <laughs> the Doomers are the Millennials, right? Yep. Okay. Doomers. The most uh, doomed generation. Eh. I think we're good. Yeah, it's because you're a Boomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you Boomer. I am a Boomer. <laughs> I mean, the minute I bought a house, I became a boomer. <laughs> like it's, I'm, I am the epitome of the thirty year old, thirty year old boomer meme. We've been over this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that is one thousand percent me. You just be sad that you aren't a doomer like the rest <laughs> of us. <laughs> it's okay. I got my monster ultra zero. <laughs> I got a case of it downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on to you know first instead of the law the the the, the top headlines, we're gonna go into the this week in lawsuits because there's a shitload going on. So this week, there's a few things here. So this happened after we we or we found that this I found this out after we recorded last week, but. Uh, uh, so the 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 switch light light switch is also experiencing Joy-Con drift, which is shitty as fuck. Yeah, really shitty. That's not Turn. a super easy problem to fix, and yeah. you would have to send in your your uh, whole ass switch. So yeah, they are facing uh yep, class so, action lawsuit. Yep. So that got added to the the switch light got added to the Joy-Con drift lawsuit. Um. At first, it wasn't part of any lawsuit, and now it's just it just got just absorbed into the, the whole. I wouldn't think they would experience it on there because usually I've heard um, even if you're experiencing Joy-Con drift, I've heard that uh, having the Joy Cons like docked 
sometimes mitigates the drift. Huh. And then when I, I've heard like sometimes the problem only persists when they're on like outside of the handheld mode. So, yeah. So on Saturday, they it got added to the class action lawsuit. Um, let's see. Yeah. So jo- Joy-Con drifts are popping up days after release. Um, let's see if there's any other info here. No official numbers indicating how widespread this problem is. Um, online complaints have been cropping up since the Switch's launch in 2017. At least three Gizmodo staff members have personally experienced Joy-Con drift. It can render a game downright unplayable of if any kind of speed or accuracy required. So most games, most specifically Smash. Yeah. So yeah, like I think I can't remember. Like, did Nintendo start offering? The fixes for free after the class action was filed or yes. right before? I couldn't. It was like it happened uh, like really close together. Yeah, basically. But like, that's um, just an FYI for people. That is a U.S. only thing. Um, oh, of course. I saw a fr- friend of the show, uh, Jamie. Uh, yeah, he experienced Joy-Con drift, sent his Joy-Cons in and apparently had to pay. Oh, my God. So, and that is such bullshit. He's been trying to bring it up with... Uh, Nintendo of Australia and uh, yeah, um, no word. Man, that is that is horseshit. Like it's a worldwide company and they're only gonna offer the fix for yeah, it free. Yeah, needs to in be fucking country. everywhere because it's clearly a thing that's yeah plaguing As all if, their products yeah. on a whole. <laughs> so yeah, like a joint. So oh, the only only Nintendo Switches in the U.S. are experiencing Joy-Con drift. The rest of the world can fuck off. Well, and I mean, I'm, I would like to think eventually something will be done, but. Who knows? I guess I, I guess maybe it's just because it's the class action lawsuit is only in the U.S. I also think just not enough big name people are talking about it and bringing attention to it. And I wish I yeah. was. I wish we I were. think it would be a bigger u- issue if like the European Union got involved. Yeah. I mean, if we I just wish some big name person would talk about it. I mean, I'm trying to signal boost here, but I'm sure that's not doing great. Yeah, I didn't even see more the, than nothing. I didn't even see he was having that issue. I didn't because it's I obviously. It's hard on social media, especially when you I follow a bunch of people. I have eyes and ears everywhere. Yeah, I'm you're, watching out for you're everybody. Like, you're like Rain Man with the people you follow. <laughs> you make sure you see everything. Me, I just I, I have a wide brush and I just try to. I hope I see most of it. But uh, I can't. I, there's a lot. Of, I feel for you, man. There's a lot of people out there that are following like over a thousand people on Twitter. I'm like, how do you, how do you manage that? Like, there, that's so many people. Like. I think on my personal Twitter, I follow maybe 400 or so. And it's just like, even with that, it's like, I can, I can't see everything. So it's like, how do you like when you get like over a thousand, 2000, 3000 people you're following? I I kind of limit what I follow. Yeah. So it's Um, like, it's like, at least for a personal. And it does, it does make it difficult too, because like, I know like when you fall, when someone follows you, they kind of expect you to follow them back or then they'll unfollow you like stuff like that. But at the same time, it gets to a point where it's like, if I'm doing that for everybody and I'm following everybody, I'm not going to see anyone's stuff. I use Twitter for news, so. Yeah. Yeah. So you just, I mean, I know there's lists. You can make lists and have like a a feed specific to uh, whoever you put on that list. I didn't even know that. Yeah. You just, in the, on the sidebar, there's a lists feature and you can add. I'm an idiot. (laughs) You're not, you're not a social media guy. I don't, I didn't read the tutorials. Um, I just kind of mashed my buttons through them and, yeah. you know, I play by ear. 
Well, I mean, well, they don't really hold your hand in this tutorial, so I mean, that's. You know, if I have questions, uh, somebody like you will bring it up, and I'll be like, "Oh, wow, that's handy." Uh, let's see if there's any other info on this. I don't think so. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen with this yet. It's still kind of everything's still pending, so I, I guess. R.I.P. if you have the Switch Lite and have a Nintendo Drift. Well, and just Switch, once again, a forewarning to people in other countries, maybe uh, don't buy, jump on a Switch Lite. Yeah, uh, maybe wait. Because obviously they've clearly only recognized Joy-Con Drift in the U.S. Yeah. As a yeah problem that they need yeah. to fix for free. And if you get a regular Switch, at least you can buy like a Pro Controller and still get up your TV. I mean, I know you can... You can still hook up wireless well, at least controllers then you're to not, your... Yeah, but at least you're not... You, you would have, have to, to send in the whole tiny, console. Yeah, if, you, if you're experiencing Joy-Con Drift, that's you would true, have to yeah. send in the whole unit. Yeah, that sucks. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. I can hear you breathing over there. Sorry, I'm loud at breathing. Maybe try you're breathing good at with breathing. your mouth open. <laughs> Maybe it won't be as you're loud. You're good at the breathing. Thanks, Marcus. This is the best compliment anybody's given me. <laughs> She's not good at breathing. She's good at breathing. Breathing is a struggle. You're a good breather. One of the movies we watched yesterday, this guy lights a joint and takes a hit. And then, like, as he's breathing in his hit, he continues to breathe in his albuterol. Yeah, he, he like, inhales a joint. And then he pulls a joint out and has a inhaler. Just goes, <laughs> and while he's still hailing, inhaling. <laughs> That's, huh. that's how bad at breathing I am. Didn't, did you have another this week in last week? Oh, we have, we have two this yeah, week. This week. Two more. <laughs> I'll say, okay. Um, Rick Fox files lawsuit against business partners alleging fraud, drug use, and racism. And who is Rick Fox? Uh, Echo Fox co-owner. Oh, the eSports yeah. guy. So, um... Yeah, on Monday, new allegations of fraud, deceptive business practices, and, and racism against Echo Fox business partners that he believes merit over $10 million in damages. Lawyers representing the complaint's defendants claim that it contains numerous falsities and unsupported accusations. So there's just more more dumpster fires going on in the esports community. Oh, boy. So Echo Fox, obviously one of the biggest names in esports, the top players in Super Smash Brothers, Ultimate, Dragon Ball Fighters, Fortnite, and Street Fighter. Uh, Forbes reported that the organization was worth $150 million last October. Um, Damn. Yeah. But I heard a lot of people left that because of uh, specifically racism, so it sounded substantiated. Yeah, let's see. The lengthy complaint filed in Los Angeles Superior Court describes allegations of fraud against Rizada and paints the Echo Fox investor as a double-dealing business partner. Rizada began manipulating numbers behind the scenes to his benefit while Fox engaged publicly as the face of esports, spreading the gospel of esports on panels. The complaint reads, adding, Rizada's fraudulent activity included self-dealing where he and Echo Fox partner Stratton Sklavos put... Echo Fox into a tailspin by controlling the company's debt. It also alleges that he and Stratton Sklavos, former co-owner of the San Jose Sharks, drove down Echo Fox's value as a result of Sklavos's 
alleged drug-fueled lifestyle. Um, and also the complaint alleges that Rosado referred to Hall as uh, an N-word and sand N-word. Or, no, so it alleges that Rosado referred to Hall as an N-word and Fox as a sand N-word. Uh, continues to claim that Rosado threatened Fox's family, saying he would personally F-word, this is what the article says, uh, personally F-word him and his family for the rest of my life in any way possible. So yeah, this guy's big, sounds like a big old bag of shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this is insane. Um, hopefully, um, this gets resolved in a good manner. Racism is not, I don't know. Racism is not cool, man. Yeah, racism is not cool. Racism has never been cool. It's just, who cares about the color of people's skin? Obviously PewDiePie. (laughs) No, that's a joke. Um, (laughs) (coughs) Were we the hard drive? (laughs) PewDiePie only sees one color and that's white. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh, he's a millionaire. He can take it. <laughs> I think he's more than a millionaire. Maybe. He's a bajillionaire. He can take <laughs> it. All right. So, this next one Gearbox and former lawyer agree to end their bitter legal battle. Okay. So, the, the messy legal battle in which Gearbox Software and its CEO, Randy Pitchford, have been embroiled with, with the company's former lawyer Wade Callender for almost a year has come to an end with both sides agreeing to apologize. You know, it's amazing. Um, so Randy Pitchford recently appeared on an episode of fool us really Penn and Teller show. Oh my God. Um, he had them help with the magic trick or he helped them with a the magic trick. You know what? But, uh, little did you know, this was that magic trick. This was the magic. This was the greatest magic trick ever Pitchford's ever pulled off. He <laughs> magic the away. away. Magic the whole lawsuit away. <laughs> he did. It's amazing. Yeah, so that means that the the both sides agreeing to apologize, drop the matter, and never speak of it again. You do need a uh you need you need a very specific <laughs> tool to pull this off. Um I, I'm spoiling the magic trick. Um <laughs> You need something Spoiler called alert. millions of dollars to do so. <laughs> uh, he has this thing that we like to call money. Um, With money, you can do a lot of magic. <laughs> it is the most magical uh, substance. So let's see. But can it make you live forever? If you're Randy Pitchford, it can. <laughs> you can live on forever in infamy. There's a quote here. Upon review of all the evidence in the case... It was of the opinion of the council that the evidence exonerated Randy Pitchford from allegations against him. All misunderstandings between the parties have been corrected and apologies were exchanged. The joint statement reads. Did but- he ever figure out how that girl squirted? <laughs> Did he ever figure that out? Uh, maybe. That's, uh, it's be- what it was about. Because the parties are mutually oh. bound by confidentiality, no additional statements will be forthcoming. So... We're, we're not going to get any more information about this. He said that girl wasn't a cam girl. She was a magician. <laughs> I wish I was joking. I wish I was making this, this up. I know. It's, I, it's the most insane real. lawsuit ever. I wish I was joking about any of this. I wish I was joking about the child porn that he magicked away. I wish I was. 
Yeah, so Calendar's lawsuit originally filed against Gearbox and Pitchford in December 2018 after Gearbox itself sued him for fraud and breach of fiduciary duty revolved around several allegations. In addition to claiming that Pitchford violated contracts involving both Gearbox and a separate co-owned real estate venture, Calendar also accused Pitchford of receiving executive uh, a a secret executive bonus of $12 million from publishing partner Take-Two in 2016, and advance on royalties that Calendar alleged would have otherwise gone to Gearbox employees. The lawsuit also contained Calendar's claim that Pitchford had left the USB drive containing sensitive corporate documents that, in what the suit described as Pitchford's personal collection of quote-unquote underage pornography at a local restaurant, Pitchford would later tell his side of the story on an episode of his magic podcast called The Piff Pod, <laughs> saying that the Cam Girl video he downloaded was of the barely legal variety or featured a woman who was 18 years old. The most lurid... 18-year-old <laughs> magician. The most lur- lurid of Calendar's accus- accusations was that Pitchford and his wife regularly hosted parties in which adult men reportedly exposed themselves to minors, a claim that Beerbox denied in a statement to Kotaku shortly after the original report. He had this cool trick where he put a uh, cloth by his, uh, by his crotch, and when he pulled it away, there was a penis under it. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> it's my dick in a box. I will put a non-erect penis under this cloth, and when I... Whoa! <laughs> oh, it's erect. Whoops. It's only one way to take care of this. Uh, you know what I mean. And for my next trick, I will make uh. my penis rise without uh. touching it. Uh. <laughs> ah! <laughs> So that's it for lawsuits of the week. So let's get into the Did top he, news. Does he know um, it's actually pee just like the humor in his game? Uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. I just explained both squirting and the humor in his game in one sentence. <laughs> okay. Borderlands 3, gentlemen. <laughs> Borderlands 3, ladies and gentlemen. It is. That's what that is. So it's a big old pile of squirt. Actually, I actually added this one to the top three or the top news, and also so. Um, Can I change my answer to the community engagement to squirt? <laughs> squirt, and I mean the soda. Yeah, it's not really a candy, but you squ- you're 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 lemony. I'm lemony. I'm sour, and I mix well with alcohol. <laughs> That's actually pretty perfect. <laughs> All right, let's roll into this. The top news. PlayStation 4 crossplay is reportedly out of beta. They're opening they're opening up crossplay to developers. To everyone. Yeah, so if you have a if you have a video game that you're developing or have developed, you can now do crossplay. Or maybe to be salty, uh don't let it do crossplay to fuck Sony. Let every <laughs> other platform crossplay but not Sony. <laughs> I mean, so this tells me two things. So uh, obviously they don't care about this generation anymore. They're moving. Up. They're. I mean, the PlayStation Five is coming. PS Five is a closed ecosystem. <laughs> the PS Five is coming, and so they only PS Four players can cross play to PS Five. <laughs> so they're gearing up for that, and uh, I think this this kind of tells me that they're 
planning on a huge lineup for the PlayStation 5 of exclusives. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Because they're, they, they're, they're basically been... saying, like, we don't care about, like, these cross-platform games anymore because we're going to have so many exclusives that these people that are going to buy the cross-platform games and play cross-play, it's not even going to matter because we're going to have all these exclusives. But a lot of the studios that make Sony exclusives have been radio silent for yeah. a number of years now. So, I mean, that's what so. that tells me. Like, there's just going to be so many, like, there, there has to be, like... This is them finally giving, throwing in the towel, saying, okay, fine, you assholes can have your cross-play, but guess what? We're going to have so many exclusive games that it's not even going to matter for the PlayStation 5. I, I think both Microsoft and Sony, which I've said this several times, but they, I think next-gen, and especially next year, I think both consoles will have a very strong launch lineup uh, to echo that of the Switch. Yeah. Which, th- this may be the first time we've ever had consoles that actually have strong launch lineups. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, Sam. Halo launching with the <laughs> Scarlet. That's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, actually, I made a, I made a, so this last week I was on the Rated G for Gamer, Gamers podcast, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, I made this kind of bullshit prediction about the PlayStation 5, they're actually they're gonna come out and announce the game, um, but there won't be like there there won't be there won't be any native PlayStation Five games. But they're gonna come out and be like every single PlayStation game that's ever been or every single PlayStation game that's been on a PlayStation is is playable on the PlayStation Five. Uh, but there's no PS Five. <laughs> but there's no be so they'll be like this is the biggest la- launch lineup of all time for any console because every single game is playable on this console. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's r- kind of rumors that, floating is that it's fully backwards compatible. That but that's like kind of like my BS. Like that's like they they're gonna be like this is gonna be the biggest launch of all time because it's gonna have the most amount of playable games ever before on a on a console. I mean. It, it also sounds like both platforms are going to be like fully backwards compatible. Yeah. But yeah, that would be that'd be big. I mean, so for Sony, that'd be a bigger boon than like it's it is a boon for Xbox, but yeah. it's a but way bigger been, boon yeah. for Sony. Yeah. Um. There's a because you'd have there's a lot PS1, more PS one, PS two, PS three. Yeah. There's a lot more legacy stuff on the PlayStation yeah. ecosystem than there is on Xbox. Yep. You just have what Xbox, Xbox three sixty, Xbox One. Yep. Versus PS one, PS two, PS three, PS four, PS five. This is what this is what all one console. This is what Xbox. This is what uh, Microsoft comes out with. They they come out and say, all right, on Project Scarlet, Xbox, the, X, the next Xbox, every single game playable on a PC is now playable on the Xbox. <laughs> it could. They're like they're gonna have, show the controller for like, the new have, Xbox, and you know what it is—a mouse and a keyboard. <laughs> they're gonna be like, you know what? <laughs> Whoa! You know what? The EA launcher, Steam, DirectX—all of that is on the Xbox Scarlet, so you can play any game known to man. <laughs> it's gonna have an even bigger launch lineup than the PlayStation because they only have console games. <laughs> hey, kid. You like pirated games? <laughs> Buy an Xbox. And this is all thanks to uh, Windows Universal. Um, or is it? Was it? It's Windows Universal platform. I think I can't remember. It's Universal something. Universal apps. Studios Orlando. <laughs> um. Anyway, Th- those are my bull. Those are my bullshit predictions for the, the no, next I consoles. Th- I think both uh, expect both of them to have strong. Yeah. Like. 
at, at least two to three exclusives per like in the launch window. Yeah, I I'm really looking forward to the what what more information on these in the coming next, months. Next year's big news. Uh, yeah, can't next wait. It's gonna be big. Oh, I I hope. Well, I, mean, I don't know when Sony's gonna launch announce theirs because they're not at E3, but like E3 is gonna be a jungle this year, so I don't. I mean, they have uh, well, they have state state of plays, but they there was pa- that Paris Games Week is you it has kind of become like their PlayStation showcase. Yeah, I guess that's true because they also did uh, what is it called? They had a big PlayStation like showcase that was kind of like their own private show. Yeah, but then that kind of got rolled into Paris Games Week. And yeah, because there was like they did have like a thing where they had their own kind of event, and then they just didn't do one this year. It, it's kind of a confusing thing, but. They're just doing Nintendo Directs now. <laughs> it's, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty cool for PlayStation people. Now you can pretty soon you might be able to play with some of your friends on other consoles on games that aren't Rocket League or Fortnite. Play on uh, those Xboxers. Where's where were PCers? Were those still the only two that were crossplay? There was a few others. I could I don't even remember the others. Dauntless. Oh yeah. There's like there's a fistful of them. Uh, Mario and Luigi RPG developer Alpha Dream has gone bankrupt. Yeah, this made me pretty I, sad. I know you're pretty those, sad about uh, this. There's some savage comments about this, like like people straight up like good riddance. Yeah, I know. Like, holy but crap! It, it's tough because yes, the later games aren't like they they are far from perfect and far to living up to the legacy of some yeah. of those other games, but. Uh, this was kind of the only franchise keeping like Mario RPG stuff alive and like I guess other than Paper Mario but let's face facts here Paper Mario stuff like kind of doesn't exist. Yeah, no. And so yeah, that's been I got well I guess there was Paper Mario Color Splash but uh take that or leave it it, it ain't no thousand year door. But uh yeah, the later ones like after uh Bowser's Inside Story haven't been like perfect by any means and even Partners in Time was kind of weak. Yeah, they. But, but had that, had first, serious, that first Mario and Luigi, good stuff. They've had some serious debt issues. Um, yeah, so they announced on Wednesdays that their of their bankruptcy. Um, as of March 2018, there were 3.7 million dollars in debt. Well, and they had been like working on some of the ports of some of their older games to the 3DS. Some, which I think is some poor decision making because it's a dead yeah. cons- console in many ways. Like. N- it's at a point where releasing a game on the 3DS is a bit of a death sentence. Like, despite the install base, not a lot of people are playing that console. Yeah, everyone's kind of if, moving over to the Switch. Yeah, I was like, if you're going to bring those games over, you should have brought them over to the Switch. As much as, since those games are on a dual screen to begin with, you might have to rework a lot of stuff. But making a Switch property is would have been their best bet, but they clearly didn't do that, and maybe yeah. maybe Nintendo proper was not letting them if they wanted to. We, we don't know the whole story, but... And we may never know the whole story. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty upset by this, because, well, I mean, Nintendo can still make those games. They'll just put a different dev team on it. Yeah. But, I don't know, I'm, I'm still a little upset. Because um, likely this means... Likely this means no more Mario and Luigi, like... Yeah. R- RPG, like... Probably not. <laughs> Uh, so, Last of Us Part 2 will not include a multiplayer mode. I'm going to put that in quotes. <laughs> in quotes? <laughs> Definitely not at launch, but that doesn't mean concrete. They, they've said, like, oh, no multiplayer mode, but 
the multiplayer mode was pretty like a lot of people liked it and there's been a lot of outcry and yeah, I wouldn't I guess be there surprised. was a statement suggesting that they could put it out at like at a post later date. launch. A lot of games do the post launch multiplayer. Yeah. I, I do think it's smart of them that clearly I like that all the resources definitely went into making a robust yeah. story and fleshing out the narrative. And they they know what made that game like the first last of us that game. And they definitely allocated the resources justly. But. Yeah, I agree with that. I've um, we kind of talked about this on Rated G last week too. Um, I I think that like a lot of a lot of developers kind of stretch themselves thin, ensuring that there is a multiplayer mode because that's kind of like the expectation now, especially now with battle royale being super popular. Like everybody has to have a battle royale in their it's game. It's grasping at too many straws. Yeah, so I it's mean- like. Like it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a solid single player campaign and not having multiplayer. Like, it, it, maybe and you, yeah. if you include a, uh, this is not saying they're kind of being sleazy about it, but if you include a multiplayer out the gate, you're going to be reviewed as such. You're, yeah, and you're only as. Str- this is always that case of like you're only as strong as your weakest link. If you have a half baked multiplayer, yeah, you're gonna get you're slammed gonna get or, judged on that. Yeah, like, like, their multiplayer is terrible, but. I guess the campaign's all right. Like it kind of like it almost gives it like if it's it's as a whole product. Like if your campaign is weak but your multiplayer is strong, you're gonna kind of be like, oh, the multiplayer or the campaign sucks, but the multiplayer's all right, I guess. Instead of just being like, this is a really good ass multiplayer game. Like for example, like Apex, like that launched and was phenomenal. It was just all it was was just battle royale. That's it. See, and it was it was smart to do as such because then you're going to get only reviewed on that part of your game. Yeah. But if you had several parts, once again, a campaign, a multiplayer, maybe a horde mode, maybe something else, we have you have to look at all the elements of that to give that like a solid yeah. rating. Which is kind of funny nowadays. Like people are like completely fine with like the with with the especially the way the battle royale genre is gone. Like people are like completely fine with a multiplayer like match based only like an only multiplayer game but it's match based as opposed to like i don't like obviously there's been mmos and everything forever but they're not like a match based game it's not like just jumping in and playing a battle and then being done and starting another match like people are completely fine with that but when titanfall first came out like people like there's no campaign what the fuck (laughs) Like it's, yeah, it's kind of jarring. We've come quite far from then, even though yeah. like it. But some people are still doing it, like because isn't like uh, one of the Call of Duties that just came out as a multiplayer. Yes, it is no campaign, and people were like upset about that. Um, but and it's like the majority of people that play Call of Duty just play it for the multiplayer. Well, and that that becomes a there's a larger question to ask there because the most recent one included a battle royale mode. Yeah. So, and that becomes with the next Call of Duty, just Call of Duty Modern Warfare, will and I it guess include it, like, a battle royale mode or no? And as yeah, far as I know, it, it doesn't. It will have a campaign. It'll have a campaign, which and I, it'll have it's a weird. Like, multiplayer they, mode, but like, I don't think it'll have battle royale. So maybe they're going to alternate. <laughs> maybe. My thought is maybe they uh, pull out, because uh, obviously that, that game will be a bit old, and Blackout mode will be old, that they then make blackout mode and isolated instance where people can download that for free and hmm. play the online mode of that for free. Now, yeah. I, I don't know too much about that game in particular, but I feel like it has microtransactions. I could be wrong, though, but I'm pretty positive it does. <laughs> the, the writer of this article even kind of says the same thing. You know what? That's fine. I'd be happy if every single player focus game shift without attacked on multiplayer experience. 
Yeah, and I mean, I, I think... Well, I mean, Grand Theft Auto is kind of the staple that I always like the touchstone I go back to for that because it Grand Theft Auto Five added its multiplayer in late and then did gang it like the multiplayer just took off in a way that probably they didn't even expect and was doing gangbusters. Yeah. And like I said, it's a good touchstone for I think a lot of games have done that. Even Final Fantasy Fifteen did that. They added a multiplayer in post. Um, and it, it granted their multiplayer was terrible, but it, yeah. it had a weird multiplayer. There, there are several games that have done that. And like I said, I, I wish though, at least the focus of a game should be at strong suit to just like, Hey, just focus on this, nail this as much as you can. And then maybe do multiplayer stuff as an afterthought. And like I said, I, I kind of wish gears did that a little bit, but in gears defense, it's always had like, you know, it's always had the campaign, the horde mode, the online multiplayer. Um, but I just kind of wish in the case of like maybe the escape mode that they added, which I don't know how good that is. I don't know how bad that is. I haven't even checked it out. But I wish maybe maybe you'd not have made that. Maybe those funds, whatever it costs to build that, you spent more on developing the actual campaign. Despite yeah. the fact that the campaign's actually very good. I just wish maybe more work went into it even more than that did. And maybe the length of it was a bit longer. And then maybe post-launch escape mode came out. Yeah, I I think uh, launching multiplayer after the game comes out is probably a good plan for some games. As long as it's not too long. It's also after. a way of breathing new life into it. Like, yeah. Because after people have played the campaign, they might be looking like, I like that game, but I wish there was something more to do. Yeah. And then add a camp like the multiplayer and you can just dive into that. But I know a lot of people seem to really like the Last of Us multiplayer, so I wouldn't say it's fully off the table. Though I know uh, the person who kind of like worked on Last of Us and helped make the multiplayer like good and everything is no longer with that team. And I know he made a post like kind of jokily because they they were like, yeah, hopefully he would like. People were like, hopefully he comes back to do the multiplayer, and he was like. Not a chance, basically. Like, I'm really paraphrasing, but yeah, he kind of made a snarky comment that was like, I'm not coming back to work for Naughty Dog. <laughs> um, yeah. He was more playful because it sounded like he kind of wa would want to, but he's just not doing that because obviously that's not where his life is. Um, but yeah, anyway. All right. Well, I saved the best top news, my favorite best top news for last here. All of us whiny bitches got what we want. Spider-Man's back in the MCU, baby. You made that the last news. Yep, that's my last pop news. There's something definitely bigger than that, but whatever. <laughs> this is what I care about. I'm, I'm selfish. Um, uh, yeah, they... Spider-Man, yay! The terms agreed to was uh, 25%, so... Yeah. They make 25%, but they're also kicking in 25% for production. Yeah, and it's, I think what the deal also includes, like, so there's going to be one Spider-Man movie, but then he also can appear in other movies, similar to the Hulk. Yeah, it's... Which, uh, like, the Hulk can't... We, like, Universal owns the rights to the Hulk, standalone Hulk movie, so that's why we haven't had a Hulk movie. It's weird. So, like, the Hulk can only appear in other movies. It's hilarious. <laughs> Rights are confusing. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna get another Spider-Man movie, standalone Spider-Man movie, and he's gonna, he's he's allowed back in the MCU. So I'm I'm happy about this. I you're happy about how I, spread thin that guy is. I well, he's not even on the project anymore. They removed him from that project at uh, before the talks even. Like I heard, he got 
He's got put on this. Did he get put back? Put, I haven't seen if he got put back on That's it yet. That's what I heard. I and heard actually, when I, this, so, uh, this movie got greenlit or is like greenlit, quote unquote, the new Spider-Man. But we discovered that. why we discovered his power, though. He, he just, just has to touch everything. No, I. it was funny because after we recorded this the podcast, like then two days later, I was on Rated G for Gamers uh, podcast and... I was informed that the pronouncing of the pronunciation of his last name is Figgy. 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 Something like that. But it's not Fage, like I said. Figgy. I think it's Figgy. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I might have to go back and listen to the Rated G for Gamers episode to figure out what it is. Because I was like, I I I said that name totally wrong. Names are weird. (laughs) Yeah. Um. (laughs) <laughs> Marcus just threw his phone across the room. He's pissed. He hates Spider-Man. No. Um, but yeah, I I still can't help but feel like this was all planned. This was I don't like, think so. Like tinfoil hat style. Like this was this is something that was gonna happen from the beginning. I, I absolutely don't think so. I do think <laughs> it was an inevitability, but like I said, they, they said fifty, so they had a place to go. Yeah. They knew they were never going to settle at 50. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's, I mean, it's good news for Spider-Man and in, in general, all this means is that like this next Spider-Man movie, like the last Spider-Man movie was like the biggest Spider-Man movie of all time. It just, this whole debacle just ensured that the next one's going to be even bigger. So that's going to be just more money that they're going to make all, all around. So it is what it, it is what it is. I hate that saying. Why did I just say that? It is what it is. <laughs> it shan't be what it shan't be. <laughs> it wasn't right, shan't to be. <laughs> so, so it's, tell me your your top news over there. How did you not have the real top news? No, because Spider-Man PlayStation was top Studio news. Chairman Sean Layden is stepping down. Oh yeah, I did have that one. <laughs> So yeah, Sean, Sean Layden is uh, formerly uh, studio chairman at uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Worldwide Studios. It's quite the title. That's quite the uh, name. Yeah, it is quite uh, the but, title. But he's kind of been the face of like many E3s. Um, granted, he he wasn't as like he's not as much of a character as a, your Reggie's or formerly formerly the person in this possession, Jack Trenton. Definitely not as big of a character as either of those. Definitely very, very professional. You know, I can't person. help but feel that like Reggie wasn't like ever actually intending on being a character, but like the, the internet Ninten- like the, the, turned the, him into that, and yeah, he the, leaned into it. Yeah, like the Nintendo fans, like they, 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 they tore open his shell and just pulled him out of it. <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, that's it's just uh, there's a lot of restructuring going on at Sony. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, in many ways, Sean's been he's been with them for like 30 years. So, yeah. Long uh, career with with one. Yeah, he's especially like in the tech industry. I mean, he's been there like since basically the beginning. Um, but uh, yeah, he he's just been a long time Sony person. He's been there during like he's been in this specific position for a number of years during basically all the golden years. Yeah. Um, but since like 2014. So he's been there through some of the best years of PlayStation. So anyway, I'm, this is to very little fanfare, but, uh, anyway, you, you will be missed by at least me, Sean Layden. Um, but I do also look forward to, uh, 
your successor and whoever steps into those shoes. Is it going to be like the equivalent of Doug Bowser? Maybe. I did see... What's a, what's, uh, a, what's a Sony villain? Are uh, they going to hire someone named just like with the last name Snake? Are they going to hire somebody named Odin? <laughs> no. Um, um, I did see that... Uh, well, I don't want to botch their name, so I'm going to look them up real quick. What if they hire Kojima? <laughs> oh my god. That'd be probably not not good. <laughs> Uh, Akumi Nakamura just, I mean, I'm sure it was kind of jokingly said, hire me in that position, like basically on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but they did recently meet with Shuei Yoshida. Um, but yeah, they, they formerly were at, uh, art director Tango Games. As I mentioned before, they were the cute little Japanese girl that, uh, made a big splash at E3. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, they, and then they left, uh, Tango Games, so. So who did they meet with again? Shuhei Yoshida. So what would what, what, what they do? You don't know who Shuhei is? Well, maybe you should assume maybe our audience doesn't know. <laughs> sure, Justin. <laughs> Pretend I'm the audience. But actually, I don't know. I'm terrible with Japanese names. Well, Mr. Yoshida is Mr. Sony. He is uh, president of uh, Worldwide Studios Sony Interactive. He's the president uh, okay. of that. So he's above... He's above Sean Layden. God, these Sony titles are insane. He is like Mr. Sony. Mr. Sony. Why does he just call himself Sony then? I am Sony. I mean, I, I think he has people even above him, but he he, uh, he is a huge name at Sony, but it, it's like... The secret is they're owned by Alphabet. He's not as... <laughs> Shuhei Yoshida is like not exactly like the face. He, he has had like some appearances, but he's become like reclusive in a way that like you don't see or hear from him a whole lot he's the shadowy shadowy overlord of sony shadow government he's a kage <laughs> he's sony kage the overseer um but yeah recently met with akumi hmm. and she's currently i hesitate to say jobless obviously she's gotten like plenty of job offers she's a very big name in the industry so and i mean i'm sure that big splash at e3 couldn't have hurt her career in any way. Um, I gonna, say make her the president. They're gonna. Well, make her the chairman. You know who else has made a big splash at E three? Keanu Reeves. They're gonna hire Keanu Reeves. <laughs> He's just gonna walk in for the interview here and be is, like, "Here is that very picture." So this this man over here that that's Mr. Sony. That's Sho- Shuhei. He doesn't Yoshida. look like a Mr. Sony. He looks just like a normal guy. Yeah, I'm sure you probably haven't. Uh, um, well, you've probably seen him and just didn't know who he was. I, he made a few E3 appearances. He's he's like he stays out of the limelight. He he didn't want he doesn't want to be a person like uh, like a Reggie. So um, when Keanu Reeves walks in for the interview with the board, he's just gonna point at everyone and go, "You're all breathtaking," and they're gonna be like, <laughs> "You're hired." <laughs> but anyway, which I think. If I'm not mistaken, just want to look this up real quick. Well, anyway, that's all I know. <laughs> all right. So with that, we're going to take a another break and we will be back with more news. 
guys, this is Lisa Monahan, And this is Andy Claude Filter. And we are the hosts of 90s Court, a podcast that takes two awesome things for the 90s and pits them against each other in court. We present our cases and you vote online to say who wins. Twister versus Independence Day? Twister, obviously. Nirvana versus Smashing Pumpkins? Nirvana, duh. Bubble Jug versus Doritos 3D? That's a hard pass, neither. Join us for a ridiculous trip down Nostalgia Lane as we dive into the best games, movies, music, and more from the 90s. Subscribe now and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, and we are back. And now we we got to do the secret word for the contest of, for 1,000 downloads giveaway, which will include $25 code to whatever game store of your choice, whatever I can... I guess email to you the code, some stickers, and a mouse pad with with the LGA branding on it. It's cool stuff. Um, and if I if I come across anything else that's awesome to add on to that, I might just do that because it's October. You don't know what's gonna happen in October. Spooky stuff happens in October. <laughs> and that is why the secret word for this week is candy corn. That's right, candy corn may just win you something. You might hate candy corn, but it could win you a prize if you message us on whatever social media platform of your choosing. Twitter is probably the best way because you can just it's easier to DM people on Twitter. Uh, Instagram works too. I'll get messages there. Just send a send send in a message that you're entering for this week's uh secret code or secret message and say candy corn and you'll be that'll be one entry for this contest um you can enter every week there'll be a different code every week and you can so you can enter up to four times there'll be four total entries for this giveaway that you can get so be sure you listen to all of these episodes and if you listen this far in you can shut it off because <laughs> everything after this is pure garbage no one listens to the end of this podcast <laughs> uh, i'm sure people do I know, I know, I know, uh, that Gamer Scrooge guy listens to at least half. <laughs> at least half? At least half. Well, that's good. He falls asleep and takes his nap during the other half. Well, he, he does, he, he listens while he's doing his workouts. So I think it's his workouts are just 90 minutes. So <laughs> 90 minute workout. And he's done. Gamer Scrooge is my hero. <laughs> and he won't hear this yeah because it's at the end of the podcast he might not hear this he has a lot of really cool stuff he posted a lot of pictures on like twitter where i'm like he's got a lot of really cool old games he has a really awesome collection that's for sure a lot of marios a lot of zeldas <laughs> a lot of nintendos i mean well he posted his like beat-em-up collection i was like damn yeah he loves he loves beat-em-ups but he did he did disagree with you though he disagreed with me we might have yeah he says that brawlers are beat-em-ups oh does he so we might, we might have to yeah. ha- might have to get him on to argue with you <laughs> But fighting games are not beat-em-ups. Yeah, well, he agreed with you on that one, but you said brawlers are beat-em-ups. Interesting take. (laughs) But he's not going to hear this because he hasn't listened this far in. I'm going to get called out. (laughs) All right, so we're going to roll right into the news here. So Samsung shuts down mobile phone production in China. It's unsurprising given the fact that there's like all these crazy tariffs that are happening now so everyone's just gonna be like well i guess we'll just move production to taiwan i don't know if that's where they're going i'm assuming that's where they're going because it seems that's where everybody's going that seems to be the move um god i hate this (laughs) yeah god i hate cheap labor practices let's see uh samsung will continue selling smartphones in china and production duties have been handed over to lower cost regions like 
Indian and Vietnam. So not even, not even, they didn't even, not even Taiwan, just India and Vietnam. I didn't know India was also one of those low cost labor places for electronics development. Indeed, indeed it is. Yeah, so I mean, you, you, you put to all these with high population comes yeah. cheap labor. You, you put all these tariffs on China and these big companies not gonna they're not gonna come back to the U.S. They're just gonna go to other countries where they can get cheap labor. And not get charged as many taxes, tariffs. I thought I would just it's include that because that affects a lot of us. System. Yep. That affects a lot of you phone users. Phone users. Well, I mean, Samsung ma- manufactures a lot a of game oh, console. Uh, that and like Samsung manufactures a lot of chips that a lot of companies use. Yeah, indeed. Screens, I, I, TVs. I see the point. Like their manufacturing of chips is the biggest thing. I mean, but even, it is not games. Like though. even if they were to like assemble, like even if they were to do move like production to the U.S. They would still have to develop on, or they would still have to to depend on Asian countries to actually produce the chips and import them, and that would still cost uh, the tariffs and everything. So, the cost always comes down to the consumer. Yep, it oh shit, shit rolls downhill. Apex Legends is getting its first new map. Apparently, there's going to be like a train that ro- ro- goes around the map. Yeah, I hear a lot of Apex people are excited. I, I Once again, I wish I was invested in these lifelong game endeavors. But I, So I guess, I mean, as of this recording, it should already be out because it was supposed to launch on October 1st. <laughs> I've actually heard it's good. I might have to boot up the old Apex again and try this out because I haven't played in a hot minute. And you'll just get smoked. Yeah, I'll just get smoked because like now the learning curve is just like now. Everybody's like, been playing nonstop yeah. and you'll just get annihilated because yeah. matchmaking ain't be great. Yeah. Which, who knows, they might work on that next, be a little better now that, like, Fortnite is adding, like, proper matchmaking. Fortnite who? No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh. Um, Rockstar currently has no plans for Red Dead Redemption 2 single-player DLC. I think that kind of sucks. Yeah, but makes sense. Because, like, the DLC for Red Dead Redemption, the first Red Dead Redemption, like, a lot of people loved. You have to give them was, credit. was, like, critically acclaimed. They likely were, like, they made the story of this content complete in mind yeah i guess and that, then yeah. added the multiplayer later so obviously almost everything in post is probably getting dumped into the multiplayer yeah it's true it's just still kind of like i'm not a big multiplayer guy on something so well you still have the whole campaign to finish yeah it's true <laughs> <laughs> um minecraft earth is launching in early access this October. You excited for that as a Minecraft, a former Minecrafter? I'm, I've, I mean, I'm a current, I've never been a former Minecrafter. You could be building right now. I could be, I could be making my house a castle. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I really want to hey, try it out. you could build that garage you always talk about. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, the, the, so they're, they had their, their annual Minecon live stream last weekend. And they announced uh, information about the the new game. So yeah, got got something to look forward to this month with that. Imagine uh, imagine like on Halloween, people running around with their phones and destroying people's stuff in Minecraft in Minecraft Earth. 
Like instead of like TPing someone's house, they're just dim- dismantling the castle I, I, they made. I feel like there's gonna be a way that you can like opt into that and opt out. I of think it. there is. Yeah, I think they mentioned like you can have your stuff be like. I also think you can pack it into your phone, and so it's only deployed when you're like when you choose to deploy it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, someone is making a game based on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Have you seen this? Yes. That looks it, it, nightmarish, but also like fucking cool. Like it's like the it's Super Mario like, version, Super Mario Brothers version of Cuphead. Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind, it's kind of Cuphead like. It has the uh, spaghetti trees. Yeah. Um. It, it has like the really kind of surreal looking movement of everything. It's kind of haunting, and I hope it doesn't get shut down. I'm also this exists in a place that, uh, like, in some ways, it's a wholly original thing. Like, despite the fact that Nintendo. Nintendo does own Mario as an IP, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like if they, if there is some sort of way that it's like, they can say that it's like, it's based off that TV show and not anything else. I mean, cause it does enter a realm of parody and if they're not charging money for it, I think it's in the fair use spectrum. The fan game is being developed by Jesus Lopez, an animator who has worked on various video games, including The Simpsons Tapped Out, DuckTales Remastered, and Shantae uh, Half Genie Hero. Is that one slash two or half? It's half. Okay. Um, he's working along his two young children who are helping with the artwork and programming. He's wor- been working on the project for nearly three years. I mean, it's it's impressive. Especially for being just like him and his kids working on it. I like how he's, it's his kids that are helping him out, too. It's a, it's a family project. This is a family of game devs. This is, yeah, this is a... Uh, this is this is the family business. I mean, clearly there's a lot of talent going. The the, the jump in this is like yeah, all the animations so well are animated. yeah, and all the animations are hand drawn by Lopez. Yeah, I mean it's very much like I don't know if it is cell animation, but it looks like cell animation. I want this to be finished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the first article, the very first comment. He's about to be ceased and desisted so hard. Homebrew game developers, please do not tell anyone about your cool fan game until after it's already finished and out. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, this exists in such a gray space that even if he gets seasoned assisted, he could still make it in private. Yeah. And nobody like has said, to know like, about it. Yeah, the next comment. He never said he was releasing it. It's a family project with his kids. You're allowed to make fan art. Yep. And then, oh, someone hacked into my computer and distributed the game code. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, any number of, like... Or he could... Well, no, what you can do is do what that, uh... Oh, what was that? What was the fucking game? I can't remember now. But someone someone went online on Twitch and live streamed the, the sp- code. Yes, yeah, sp- spoke the all the code in a live stream because that's not protected by copyright. I mean, gray spots, <laughs> gray leg- legality. Yeah, well, this looks really cool. I hope he doesn't get shut down. But I mean. Obviously, it's probably something we might not ever get to experience because it is a personal project of his, but it looks fucking cool. Um, new Brain Age announced for Nintendo Switch in Japan. I don't know. I've, yep. I hope this comes to the U.S. Yeah. But they're, I'm sure it will. They're pretty decent games. But uh, bigger news with that is a Nintendo Switch stylus. An yeah. An actual factual stylus. <laughs> I still think that the Nintendo Switch should have came with like a stylus slot oh, it built in. 
Oh, it definitely should have. Like, I mean, I can fit one in my phone right here. It's criminal that it didn't. Like, it also should have came with a better kickstand. You tell me Nintendo can't do this? No, no, it Nintendo, can't. They can't do this? I mean, this is great audio content. I'm pulling the stylus out of my Note 8 and putting it back in. You can't do this, Nintendo? What they the did fuck? on the DS. Yeah. You can do it on the DS. You can't do it on the Switch. Oh, they, God damn it. They blundered. Yeah. The Switch XL will have one. <laughs> Probably will. <laughs> yeah, it's the sad thing. Um, PlayStation Now price drops to $10 a month and adds new games. That's uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, God of War, and more. Uh, but yeah, it dropped to uh, $9.99 a month, or you can buy a year for 60 bucks. Yep. Uh, pretty cool. Um, I think they're just moving their, themselves more into a realm of... Trying to compete with Game Pass. Yeah, they are definitely trying to compete more with Game Pass, but you know what, Sony? You got one big glaring hole, and that is that Game Pass has brand new games come to its service. That's brand, true. Brand new first-party titles, yep. and they do not. Yeah, so like PlayStation Now, the equivalent would be like God of War. Yeah, which I mean, it, I mean it, it's God just of War now is, getting God yeah. of War, but... It would be more like if Last of Us 2 on launch yeah. came to PlayStation yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, which would be huge. Like, that would be a huge boon for that service. Yeah. It might even be worse, worth the loss you would take to get those subs. Could be. Might suck for the developers. <laughs> I don't know. It, it might, like I said, it might be worth the greater hole of Sony to do that. Yeah. Maybe Last of Us not worth it. Maybe Ghost of Tsushima. Maybe a smaller, big title. Maybe, uh, I guess... Probably too late for this, but uh, Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah, it is a little late for that, but who knows? I, I think something maybe on PS5 launch. Yeah. I think they're going to go harder on this. I think this is just laying the foundation for a PS5 launch. Um, Goose-related related crime up 2,000% after the Untitled Goose game release. Which is? So, in a clear example of video games directly spurring real-life violence, at a Nottinghamshire in England... Goose wreaked havoc on an unsuspecting taxi driver and his now ravaged car. After its September 20 release, Untitled Goose Game, featuring one goose who terrorizes gardens, storefronts, and taverns, inspired a mass appreciation for heinous, heinous acts of goose crime and made an ongoing conversation about video game violence inciting aggressive behavior in real life. One goose, clearly influenced by Untitled Goose Game, has gone ahead of the flock to commit one of those acts. And so this goose, like, broke into this taxi driver's car, like, smashed the windows, and just, like, just tore everything up. Damn. So other... Goose or assholes. Other untitled Goose Game news, uh, the game is likely headed to PlayStation and Xbox and possibly mobile. Um, That's great news. I hope that happens. Yeah, house Especially house. if it hits uh, X, uh, Game Pass. Hell yeah. Yeah, House House said they hope to get the game on PlayStation and Xbox, although formal plans haven't been laid or release dates, obviously. Uh, but they've... Uh, Untitled Goose Game was number one on the uh, downloads chart on on the Switch, beating out Zelda. So you can imagine it's selling well. Yeah. Well enough to make its money to pay to get put on other platforms. So I expect to see it on as many platforms as can be. So Yeah. Um, so this, it, this always seems to come up on the podcast, people putting doom in bizarre places. This time, a McDonald's cash register running doom. Yep. Uh, <laughs> by a person named Ryan Edgar, a 19 year old. Yep. 
that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's I don't know like what their system uses, but I mean it has like a color screen and stuff. Doom is to inevitably end up on everything. Yeah, even me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it already did because I'm a doomer. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> um, so a while back, Rocket League announced that they, or I guess. Um, Epic announced that Rocket League will not have loot boxes anymore. They're moving to something else. We didn't quite know what they were doing, but now they have uh, unveiled that. So Rocket League, they were placing loot boxes with blueprints, which work kind of like loot boxes. <laughs> Fucking shoot me. <laughs> so currently Rocket League's loot boxes drop at the end of matches, but have to be unlocked with keys that you pay real money for. Uh, starting in December, the boxes are gone and blueprints will drop at the end of matches instead. They'll depict items slash upgrades on them, which you can't get unless you pay real money for them. So instead of it being like a, you, it's a box where you don't know what it is, you you will see what it's going to be. So you'll have a blueprint and you can see the item, what the item is. So it's kind of just getting rid of the whole Great, that makes a, gambling and paying more money than a game deserves uh, <laughs> justified. Great. Um... Yeah, so at least, I mean, it's still random because, I mean, still, the loot boxes are still random. Um, the Whatever blueprints you get will be random. But at least you're not, like, paying money to unlock a thing and be like, well, I hope I get the one good thing in this box. Great to have a game littered with microtransactions <laughs> that is very targeted at a younger audience because it clearly is attractive to kids because it has cars, little tiny adorable cars and soccer balls, things that... Uh, children like to compensate for the fact that fewer people are going to be spending money this way the game will also be introducing an item store which will sell a wide variety of content including new items legacy crate content you might have missed out on and the long-awaited debut debuts of items like the titanium white dominus and the long-awaited blueprints for a gun so you can shoot yourself in the face <laughs> Oh. Thanks a lot, Rocket League. Thanks a lot. Rip. Uh, Blizzard really wants Overwatch characters in Smash. Well, duh. Who doesn't want characters in Smash? That fan base is like so rabid for characters that. Wow, a game that is really just a promotion for other things. <laughs> yeah. What a thing to exist. Yeah, like it's that's like. I do think Tracer at the very least would make a decent Smash character, but yeah. That being said, it. Once again, bear with me here. Is Overwatch iconic enough to end up in Smash? Hmm. It feels a little too new. If um, anything, Warcraft. That's what I was thinking. I was or like Starcraft. I, but, I, I, I would mean, think a Warcraft or Starcraft character over or the fucking something from Diablo. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> just just Deckard Kane. Put Deckard Kane in Smash or just Diablo like as a setting in Smash. Fuck that! Just put Deckard Kane in there. <laughs> I mean, actually, if they were probably pulling a real Diablo character for reals, they'd probably pull Tyrael. He's he's been a staple. <laughs> I just I but, just think it's like it's yeah it's no shit they want characters. Yeah, everybody, in, but everybody wants a character. In yeah, Smash. every because single, it's a, okay. it's such a big thing. But, like like you you have a character, you have a character in Smash, and it immediately you have like a ton of people that just like they love that character just because it's in Smash. Like I said, I, I think Tracer would be... If you were going to put an Overwatch character and you'd put Tracer, yeah. Tracer served as the face of Overwatch. Yeah, it would have to be Tracer. Um, But odds of that, I, I don't know. I We'll see. 
It's hard because, you know, if you asked me prior to the announcement, I would have never guessed that they would have put Joker in there. Yeah, that's true. But if I was to think of a character that represents the whole of Persona at this point, it is Joker. Uh, so I, I don't know. They've made a lot of like out of left field choices. Yeah. But I also know that uh, Sakurai is very big into arcade games, like old arcade games and especially old fighting games. And that that's something like why Terry Bogard got picked. Yeah. And like why there's like Ryu and Ken and like, you know, a lot of these other fighting game characters. Uh, think of any big glaring holes in that. Um, maybe a character that would fit in very well. Maybe somebody who's been uh, friends with Nintendo and maybe, you know, worked on the last Smash. <laughs> That's right. Harada. <laughs> who, uh, and who is Harada? Harada-san? That's right. He's Tekken. He's the Tekken boss. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, Heihachi makes more sense than even somebody like Tracer. Like, and and even Smash 4 had uh, Heihachi costumes, like, for the Mii Fighters. So, granted, Heihachi Mishima has been in, uh, in PlayStation All-Stars, which was a competing game in many ways, but... No reason he can't show up here. I How think. about Eddie Gordo? No, if they pick if they pick any other character from Tekken, like if they picked any character from Tekken, it would have to be a Hayachi Mishima. Though, if you were gonna pick anybody but him, you'd have to go with uh, Kazuya. Like, oh, Ka- yeah. Ka- Kazuya Mishima was the obvious like second choice. How about Bob? I mean, I love Bob. <laughs> he has my heart. But... <laughs> Bob but, would just be the entire level. Bob would be a level. He would be a re- an arena. I mean, the other character it could potentially be if you wanted some, not just Tekken representation, but Soul Calibur representation would be uh, Yoshimitsu. I would I would accept him. Bob could be like a if they do a, a Tekken arena. Bob could be one of like the arena hazards where he just jumps out from the side and body slams, and anybody caught underneath gets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he, he would have a bowling special. No, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tekken bowling and Smash Super Smash, bowling. No. Smash Tekken bowling. But yeah, I, I expect <coughs> to see like I expect to see more out of left field choices, like things you wouldn't necessarily think of. And uh, I I would even say, um, at least this is my personal thoughts. The this the first season pass has been a lot of characters that are outside of Nintendo. Um, a lot of third party stuff like license, that licensing deals had to be brokered to get some of those characters. And I think, uh, the next season pass might be a uh, first party characters that have no representation, but that's, yeah. that's, that's just my opinion on that. Uh, cause licensing stuff is obviously a pain in the ass though. Once again, everybody wants their character in smash. So I, I don't know if they're like, some of these are I don't know if some of the licensing these companies aren't getting paid to have their character featured because in yeah. many ways Smash just serves as an advertisement. Really, yeah. Um, like who knows? And I, and I part of me wonders if the what the deal was brokered for uh, getting Banjo Kazooie in there. <laughs> Lots of money. <laughs> Lots of I, money. I don't know if it was money or not because it maybe maybe we help you out, you help us out. Could be type situation. Who who knows? I don't know what these deals look like behind closed doors. Um, Could be like, we'll we'll continue to allow the Xbox Live on the Switch if you give us Banjo. I mean, they've been really friends, so maybe, yeah. maybe that was like a freebie in some way. I mean, Phil Spencer was out on Twitter saying he would allow Banjo and Smash before that happened. So yeah. Who knows? But now they're like, oh, we're not doing any more of that, which is, I don't know, a bummer. Yeah, so I, I don't know. This is like... I mean, I, I could give you a massive list of all the characters I think would, that should be in Smash, and it would be, like, a mile long. <laughs> 
We'll save that one for a GG episode. Or and something. you know what? I still wouldn't have guessed Joker. I yeah, still wouldn't. It's, I'd have been like, no, he's too new. He's too shiny. Well, speaking of Joker, I have a news article about Joker. <laughs> uh, Joker. Hashtag not that Joker. Yeah. Uh, Joker is set to set box office. Joker to set box office record as director response to controversy. And so basically, <laughs> the director of this movie came out and was just like, yeah, I'm doing serious movies now because you got to be careful what you say in comedy movies anymore. <laughs> it's, this is. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, this is uh, all super cringy because, yeah, he, he said he doesn't want he can't do comedies. <laughs> Because basically people are, especially quote-unquote millennials, are, like, overly sensitive. We can't take a joke. Nice one, Joker. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they... Joker has found itself in the middle of a controversy, including concerns about real-world world violence. Speaking at the New York Film Festival on Wednesday, director Todd Phillips said he continues to be surprised by the reaction to Joker. To me, I thought, isn't it a good thing to put real-world implications on violence? Isn't it a good thing to take away the cartoon element of violence that we've become so immune to? And he says he doesn't agree to how some people are saying he was irresponsible to make Joker, a movie that some are saying may inspire real real, real world violence. In fact, Philip said it seems actually very responsible to make it feel real and make it have weight and implication. I've heard this is a very heavy movie. Yeah. And you know what? I think those are conversations we need to be having. Yeah. He says, um, I I mean, it's a complicated movie, and I've said it before. I think it's okay that it's complicated, but I didn't imagine the level of discor- er, discourse that it sort of reached out or reached in the world, honestly. I think it's interesting. I think it's okay that it sparks conversation and that there are debates around it. My mantra's always been... The films, the film is the statement. It's great to talk about it, but it's much more helpful if you've seen it. I mean, like I said, if it if it if it sparks something, that's really awful. But in a way, the, the if somebody were to be sparked by this movie into committing an atrocity, they were already a ticking time bomb. And if it wasn't this that set them off, it could have been anything else. Oh yeah, totally. So I, I would rather we have the conversation, address the conversation. Uh, educate then, people. Yeah, then just ignore it and hope it goes away. I mean, and this is, some of this is like my thoughts on the TV show 13 Reasons Why. Love it or hate yeah. it, at least the conversations around suicide and heavy topics are happening. So, yeah. Um, and then in other violence news, um, this was kind of an interesting article, half funny, half sad. Um, high school redesigns shouldn't remind you of taking cover in Gears of War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so play enough video games and eventually what you're you can... talking about that's just arg <laughs> um eventually you can tell when you're entering an area where a digital shootout is about to happen it's kind of a joke at this point see an abundance of chest high walls for you conveniently to crouch behind walls that make zero architectural sense an elevated vantage point or two odds are there's a fire fight in the tr- in the cards for you Ever since Gears of War, video game shooters have been enamored with cover as a design element, with many including controls that let a player snap to secure location at the press of a button so they can wait out enemy fire, then pop out to reply with some of their own. It's become so popular as a design choice that many players can now recognize when a space is designed for a firefight because that's all it's designed for. It's a design sense that, as video essayist Jacob Geller argues, is also cropping up uncomfortably in real-life places, like schools. 
Yeah, sure. That's the conversation we should be having. Not, you know, the fact that schools are very carefully designed to be like prisons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe not all schools, but my school uh, had a barbed wire fence. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, that there was like some very main busy road around that school. Yes, and it was technically facing were... outward so people couldn't climb in. And it wasn't facing <laughs> inward so people couldn't climb yeah. out. I mean, you couldn't really do either because barbed wire be barbed wire. Yeah. It's... But, I mean, Sans throwing a uh, rug over the top of it. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just saying schools are kind of designed Especially like now, prisons. like... Back where, like, even, like, in, when I was in elementary school, like, it was, there was no fence. It was, like, wide open. And now it's, like, that whole, the whole school grounds is bordered around with the fence, which, like, never used to be the case. So. Schools are just training you for your inevitable prison life. Yep. You're prisoners from the day you're born. Um, also gets you numb to working a nine to five. And that's actually why a school day is the same length as a work day. So in his video (laughs) game schools and worlds designed for violence, Geller draws a striking comparison between the design of third person cover shooters like Gears of War and recently completed schools like the redesign of Fruitport High School. The multi-million dollar project renovated the school with mass shootings in mind, complete with protruding walls for cover, built-in smoke arrays, and reduced sight lines. The fact that this comparison can even be made is beyond upsetting and in itself, but Geller's argument goes deeper than just the simple comparison. His video does not necessarily advocate for anything, but it does note how humans are capable of recognizing when a space is overwhelmingly designed for one purpose over others and contemplates the unknown long-term psychological toll that might have. In arguing this point, he brings up the, the panopticon, which is a notorious prison design that arranges all cells around a single watchtower that was meant to inspire a feeling of paranoia. That's also a design element at Fruitport High School, which, I mean, like you just said, prison. Nice. Prison. Nice. You nailed it. Prison. Uh, it's possible to make an elementary school shooter resistant while also not communicating to the kids that this may be a place that will have to survive a hail of bullets. A hail of razor hail. <laughs> Geller asks near the end of his video. Uh, well, that, no, that was what he asked at the end of his video. Ultimately, that's the question. If a, if a space is designed for violence, can you tell? And what does that do to a person over time? You know, we're just uh, we're prepared in case a grub hole opens. <laughs> yeah. Um, grub hole. You got to be ready. Um, I think more than anything else, the most kind We're prepared of like, for the locusts. The thing that makes me most uncomfortable is uh, metal detectors. Like that. I mean, growing up in Montana, like never needing that sort of thing. That that was always something you'd see. Like they got them now. It, it yeah now, but like like growing up, like when we did, it was like that was. You think of metal detectors, you think of like like lower class, like inner city schools and big like New York, like. It's oh, your that's... school's fault, not mine. You, got, you guys had, what, three bomb threats? <laughs> um, so now Within it's like... like a week? I yeah, was like, was guys, fun. stop, because our school's going on lockdown because you, your school's <laughs> full of fucking shitheads. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, kids be stupid. Um, <laughs> wow, I didn't get the color of Hummer I wanted. I'm going <laughs> to blow up the school. Great, thanks a lot, assholes. <laughs> um, so... You made me waste an hour of my life. I'm pretty upset about that. <laughs> Um, you made me lose my train of thought, you asshole. I'm sorry. I'm still bitter. <laughs> it's been over 10 years. Yeah, and I'm still pissed. <laughs> um, you know how many games I could have beaten in an hour? <laughs> how could you beat it? You're, you're at school. 
Yeah, in Zero school, games. on lockdown, practicing an emergency drill <laughs> in a church <laughs> that was across the street. Um, but yeah, like, so that was always something you thought of, like, uh, being up here, like, you thought of, like, oh, that's, like, a thing for, like, cities where there's lots of crime. But now it's just, like, now there's metal detectors everywhere. And so, like, it's hard for me to, like, remove that thing, that stigma, because, like, now it's just, like, metal detectors are just a thing that's everywhere these days. But, like, still, like, in the back of my head, like, me growing up in a world where, like, you didn't have to worry about metal detectors. And now suddenly it's, like, well, I can't go into the school without going through a metal detector. That's fucked up. Maybe, uh, maybe if there was less guns walking around. <laughs> um, this is... So Coach, the brand, and Michael B. Jordan, the person, are teaming up to sell you Naruto t-shirts that cost $95. So if you wanted a Naruto t-shirt, buy Michael B. Jordan Ultra with Coach branding. potentially not well-made stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I saw this and was very like, wow, those price tags. I like Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> but I don't like $200 like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I know. No, um, I have one more article. Do you got anything else? I got a couple things that I'm just going to like throw in here. Uh, smaller things um, that you always fail to mention. <laughs> uh, the Death Stranding baby can speak to you through the DualShock 4 controller. Yeah, is that I pretty, thought they already, pretty cool? I thought they already mentioned that was going to be a thing a while ago. Probably, but uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, it was in my news this week, so you can, you can shove it. It's probably my news like six months ago. <laughs> I, I think that's... They need, like, the speakers on those things sound so weird. Uh, it's always just kind of unsettling when you hear certain noises from it. You're like, oh, shit, there's like, a little speaker in my fucking controller. Because it's just, like, it's, like, a really, like, low-quality sound. Yeah, but they just have, like, weird small sound effects play through there. Yeah. Like, it, it's almost, like, the, the same, like, like they took the speakers from old uh, dial-up modems and put them inside the computers. Like, yeah. we have all these dial-up modems sitting around that they're never going to be used ever again, but the speaker still works. Should we repurpose these? Yeah, put them in all the controllers. Oh, God. Anyway, Auto Chess Origin is coming to Switch. Auto Chess. That's the game I always forget about. So the big buzzworthy game is coming to Switch, so you can check that out when it's there. If you're into auto chess, maybe Switch is a place to play that. So, Or if you're not in auto chess, try it out, I guess. Yep, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> Have you done any auto chess? No. I haven't either. I'm interested from afar, but maybe now it's on Switch, maybe I'll check it out. I'm interested in, like, EVE Online from afar. <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2 got its update, uh, 1.1.0. Um, play with your friends online! Oh, boy! Yep. The thing that should have been in the game from day one. So, yep, that's finally in there uh, for people who wanted that in there. It is now there. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, got its final update this month, so it is now fully 100% content complete. Nice. So if you had been waiting for that, it is now done. Dunzo. Um, Dunsky. I've yet to really fully dive back into that, but, well, I've been, like, chipping away at it. But, <laughs> but I haven't finished all the DLC, so I'll get to that eventually, one of these days. Anyway, that is everything from me. But all right. just figured that small stuff was worth mentioning. This was the last article. Um, EA website leaks personal details of FIFA players. And just, just shit just keeps wow. happening over and over wow, again. Wow, wow, wow. Um, so when players, including many of the world's best, went to sign up for the FIFA 20 Global Series earlier today, started entering their personal information, they noticed something weird. There was already information on the screen. Someone else's information. 
At the point where players were registering, were asked to confirm their details, they were shown a screen displaying their personal details, including email address and date of birth of a different player. And then there's like some screenshots showing like, like it was like information that was like auto-filled. Um, EA were uh, quickly informed of the error and took down the registration page while they fixed things. Um, and they have not shared any further updates aside from linking their product security vulnerability program website. So, yep, data leaks, very, very real problem in today's age. I don't really, not a whole lot you can do in those situations. If these big companies are run by people that don't know anything about technology, especially InfoSec, um, and that's a big problem. And it's going to continue to be a big problem because a lot of the higher ups don't listen to the IT departments that really want to be secure. Shut up, nerd. Yeah, basically, <laughs> that, that's, that's it. That's all they're doing. Is well, talk shut to... Shut up, nerd. Like, <laughs> it's a conversation I have with Aiden all the time because that's what he does is, like, he does InfoSec stuff and he 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 always talks about the big companies don't have proper security on shit. And, oh, no, and they cut corners. Yeah. Anything to save a dollar. Anything to save a dollar. Always watching I that mean, bottom line, however they can. And now, now they can and look at... And then when, like, a shit blows up in their face. Yeah. And well, now they can look at, like, Experian for, <laughs> like, uh, cool. It's the biggest freaking data leak of all time, and they're still just out there doing what they do. Well, they're on easy street. And yeah. even, like, all the... Uh, if you jump through all the hoops to fuck them through the class action lawsuit... You still only get 125 bucks. And even then, it's not even that. Yeah, it's up to 125 bucks. You have to approve. And it is a lot of hoops. You have to like have like documents and papers and all this shit to prove and that you, you were on the phone for like six or like ten hours or whatever. And you'll be under credit monitoring for a year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, it's like so. It, it's a lot of like maintenance work of like, oh, they have. To, I have to report my credit score for a fucking year. Yeah. Before I get anything. Yeah. So it becomes like, how yeah, much you do you value your time? Hundred twenty. Yes, it's fucked up. And if it's you're shitty. only, and once again, it's up to one hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. So it's like if you're getting, most people are only getting like twenty-five bucks. Yeah. And it's like, is it worth doing all this shit for twenty bucks? That I'm chained to for like a year. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck them. Yeah, uh, credit. It's another scam, just like insurances. You'd be better off without both of them entirely. <laughs> Need something different, but what do I know? I'm just a doomer. I'm just a doomer boomer. <laughs> the boomer. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I'm going to call it for the episode. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to our website, LakeGamingArena.com. You can join our Discord and hang out with us at chat.LakeGamingArena.com. Uh, check out the Gaming Podcast Alliance and all the other awesome video game podcasts that are a part of that at GamingPodcastAlliance.com. Um, and also, if you want to see the other podcasts that are part of our Alternate Reality Radio slash Next Wave group on Twitter, just uh, either search for hashtag ARR or a hashtag AR radio or hashtag NXT wave. Um, alternatively, you can go to Podchaser and just search for alternate reality radio. You'll find the list of all the podcasts there. Uh, it's an awesome group of podcasts, pretty, pretty big variety. 
there's there i almost guarantee you there's something for everybody whether you're a nerd or not um i just listened to uh today i just listened to a podcast called um why i'm single and heard some like horrific like worst case scenario stories about ex-boyfriend slash ex-fiancés just awful stuff but they like were really hilarious about it it was I was just like, my emotions are confused right now. Like, this is some awful shit, but they're sitting here laughing about, like, what happened to them. Crazy stuff. But that's just one of the many podcasts in that group. Um, That being said, see you guys again next week. Don't forget to enter that secret code. DM us. You can be entered to win some cool shit. And uh, stay tuned for the next few weeks. You can have more chances to enter to win. And I'm out. Sure is a piece of work. He's a piece of fucking shit. He's creepy or so. Right? How tall are you? I didn't know they stack shit that high. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. That's good. That's a good one. I like that. Oh, uh, that's from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, okay. How tall that are you? That makes sense. <laughs> <coughs> 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 Fuck me.